Welcome, everybody, to episode 109 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Uh, Eric's at work tonight, uh, not able to make it. We couldn't We couldn't iron out the schedule enough so that we could all be in studio this week. Uh, our topic for today is Saints Row 4, the new, newly released uh, game from Volition, and with the new publisher, Deep Silver. So we're going to be talking about that later. You can find out uh, if the new publisher had any influence on the game at all, both positive or negative. Um, do we have uh, teasers? We're going to be talking a little bit later about Payday 2 and Plants vs. Zombies 2, uh, both of which are kind of new releases. So we will be talking about those. Uh, let's get into nibble bits. Will, what do you got for nibble bits? Um, my first one, uh, nibble bit is, if you didn't see already, but Plants vs. Zombies 2 um, is officially out for the iOS. It's coming to Android and I think PC, you know, soon. Everything. It'll be out on everything, pretty mm-hmm. much. I'll probably get it for my tablet. Yeah, we'll talk about it later, but mm-hmm. I like it so far from what I've played. Mm-hmm. But um, my next one is Overkill Software plans to release five DLC packs for Payday 2 within this coming year. Um, the makers sa- said they plan to update the game for free and also have some paid content. Um, and one of the new things that they're going to be adding is safe house customization, which well, if you played the game, uh, you have to go to your safe house to start up the game. They talk about um, like money being used for customization for it, but you can't actually do it yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the next one is the Thief reboot. We've got a February 25th, 2014 release date, and it'll be uh, releasing on the PC, the Xbox One, uh, the PS4, Xbox 360, and PS3. Aaron, if you're going to get that? I don't know. I haven't decided. It looked cool. It looked like Dishonored. Yeah. But uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to get it yet. It depends how my funds are doing after the you know, the new console and stuff like that. Right. I'm sorry, which game did you say? Uh, Thief. Thief. Oh, no, I don't know. I've never really been into the Thief games. Yeah, I've never really... I've never known much about them. I can remember playing. It is the same thief of yesteryear, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know if it's a reboot, but it's. it's, it's a, I think it's a reboot. Okay. I can remember playing. I think it was just the first thief back on PC in the early '90s. Yeah. Uh, that was a Ken Levine game. Was it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was because he talked about making the main character. Yeah. Huh. Which I didn't realize until. Well, I'll talk about it when we get there, but. Now I kind of want to play it more to yeah. see his genius. Yeah, I want to play the old games at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he talked about that in the the Nerdist interview. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, and uh, my last one is the new Diablo 3 expa- uh, expansion is called Reaper of Souls. Um, yeah. The expansion is about Mathiel, the fallen angel of death. Um he leads an Egy- a legion of death angels, and his goal is to reap uh, demons and humans alike, and the expansion increases the level cap to level 70, uh, adds a new act, new monster types, new environments, better looting system, a new artisan, and a new character class called a crusader. Mm. And I hate. I texted Dan, and I said I hated myself for saying this, but it kind of looked cool. 
Nah. No, not gonna. Well, you're, you already got rid of Diablo, right? Oh, Corey? Diablo three looks cool too. True. That's a good point. I don't know. Just watching the the trailer for it, it looked a lot darker and like more evil. I like the idea of a crusader as a class too. Yeah, the crusader was a cool idea for a class, and I saw some uh, gameplay from it. It looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But is that just like a paladin? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a mid range character that uses you know some magic and like uh, a flail and shield. Kind of like healing. Yeah. White. White magic, magic. White magic type of stuff. Yeah. Lay of hands. Right. Pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm deciding if I want to actually get that or not. I don't know yet. I'll well, decide for you. No? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Depends how much it is when it comes out. Because, like, right now I'm like, oh, it looks cool. But, you know, like I said in my tweet for it, who knows when it'll come out. Yeah. Blizzard takes... It'll be five years from now. Exactly. So... Nah, yeah, by then it'll be out on consoles though. So true. It probably would be better for a console. Yeah, which yep. is what you, which is what you said. Yeah. But that's all my nibble bits. Mm-hmm. Okay, court couch, couch co-op. Yeah, that, I think that would be fun. That's the only redeeming thing I think there would be about that game. But yeah. Go ahead, Corey. What do you got? I've got quite a few. A lot of news came out of Gamescom and GDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of mine came out of there, but some of it did. I'll start at the beginning. How about that? Yeah, that works. The Humble Origin bundle went live. I didn't talk about this last week, right? I don't think so. It, was, it came out like the day after we recorded. Yeah. We recorded early last week. Yep. Feels like forever since we've done a podcast. It has been forever. Um, anyway, the Hor- Humble Origin bundle went live last week. It has uh, Dead Space, Burnt, uh, yeah, Dead Space, Burnout Paradise, The Ultimate Box, Crisis 2, Mirror's Edge, Dead Space 3, Medal of Honor, and if you pay more than the, at the time I looked at it, $4.82 average, you would also get Battlefield 3 and the Sims 3 starter pack. As much as we like to hate on EA, uh, I think $5 for all those games is a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, just today, I think it was today, it was either today or yesterday, they added two more. Uh, Populous and, oh shit, I can't think of the other one now. It was... Crap! I can't <laughs> anyway. think of it either because I got the email. Not, I got oh, I got uh, the email. Command and Conquer Red Alert. Yes, that's what two. it was. Yeah, I think. Yeah, uh, it's one so of the Command yeah. and Conquers. All those games for five bucks is a good deal. Yeah. Um, not all of them you can put on Steam, but all of them you can put on Origin. I was actually surprised you could put any of them on Steam. The yeah. ones that were on Steam, you could put you could put on Steam. Which that's the only reason I bought it. If it was all Origin, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. But yeah. You know, I, I, I sort of got it just for Burnout Paradise, which I haven't played yet, but I've heard great things. What about Mirror's uh, Edge? Oh, yeah, Mirror's Edge. And I still want to play the campaign for Battlefield 3. Oh, okay. So, and I heard that's a that's a pretty sweet-looking game on PC. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, and as of today, it's up for five more days. Mm-hmm. So you still have time. Today... We should say is the twenty second. And it's already the best selling bundle of all time too. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. By far, I think. I didn't know that. Yeah. They had another didn't they do something didn't EA do something earlier with Oh the EA indie. Humble the Humble EA indie bundle? Yeah. That was silly. Yeah. Yeah, it had like Death Bank in it. Oh that's right. Yeah, a couple of the Death Banks. Uh, I'll move on. The actor who plays Tywin Lannister in Game of Thrones will voice the Emperor of Nilfgaard in The Witcher 3. The actor's name is, I didn't know this, Charles Dance. <laughs> Sounds like a stage name, but you never do know for sure. Mm-hmm. Got a good voice. Probably uh, 
probably a big role in that game the Emperor of, of Nilfgaard will play. It's a marriage of two nerdy things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is. Ubisoft teased its new game at GDC called Child of Light. The creative director is the was also the creative director on Far Cry 3. Um, he revealed that the game itself is inspired by classic Square titles and cited Final Fantasy VI being one of them. Mm. Not too many specifics on the game at this point, um, but it is a. What's interesting to me about it is that it's a Western game inspired by JRPGs. Um, I think it could be awesome if it takes what makes great what makes Western RPGs so great and marries it with what makes Japanese role playing games so great. I think it could be pretty cool. Yeah, kind of like a Dark Souls or uh, um, Dragon's Dogma. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a perfect example. And uh, also the fact that it's the Far Cry 3 creative director is also interesting to me. Mm -hmm. I think we'll see something pretty cool with that. There is a new Fable game coming, and Eric actually texted me if I was excited about any of the, the announcements that came out of Gamescom. And I said I'm excited for the new Fable. I don't know about you guys. Um, it's called Fable Legends. It's set 400 years before the original Fable. It is online-focused with smart glass features. Um, it's a four-player co-op adventure. And a, a fifth player can actually play um, as a villain. And they do that by using, like, a tablet, a smart glass tablet. And they can set traps and put monsters in the world and lay ambushes and stuff like that. Sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, that does sound um, cool. But then again, you know, Fable has always been a game. Or every game in the Fable series has always let me down. Yeah. Never, <laughs> they know. they promised the moon and gave you a low Earth orbit. Yeah, pretty pretty much. I wouldn't even go that high. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, I'm I'm again I'm excited for it. I think I'm just in the mood for a good like fantasy role playing game. Yeah. Uh, you know which I. I after after hearing that's okay. After hearing about that, I kind of wanted to go back and play like Fable Two and maybe even Fable Three again. Yeah, well, actually, reading this news, I was going to say, got me back into. Uh, I booted up Skyrim again, mm-hmm. and I hadn't played it since I bought the Legendary Edition during the Steam Summer Sale. Mm-hmm. So I booted that up again, and oh, that's so much fun! It sucks you right in instantly. Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy. I'll talk about it a little bit later, but. Mm-hmm. Um, another bit of news from Gamescom. Sony locked up a ton of indie exclusives for the PS4 and Vita. I don't know if you guys saw the actual announcement. I was actually able to watch the, the Sony press conference at Gamescom um, while I was at work. And uh, it was kind of cool how they just named one right after the other indie titles they had exclusivity with for the for PS4 and Vita. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogue Legacy being one of them. Hotline Miami 2, which, I mean, to me, that's if that was coming out exclusively for Xbox One, that would be a reason for me to get an Xbox One. That's right. how much I'm looking forward to that. Uh, wrong Number, N++, which I think is a new indie game I'm not too familiar with. Uh, Volume, which is the Mike Bithel, the guy who made Thomas Was Alone, um, and a bunch of other ones, but those are the ones that jumped out at me. And it will also join lots of other... These games will join lots of other indies that they announced that aren't necessarily exclusive. One of them being Starbound, Mm-hmm. which coming out on PS4 is a good, yeah. great thing. I'll probably end up buying that both for for PC and PlayStation 4. Yeah, I will too. Because it'll probably come out for PC first, I would think. But yeah, maybe yeah, what, be... if, what if they did like a like a cloud a cloud save where you could play your PC that save w- game on your PS4? That would be great. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Do, do they do that already? Because I know PS4 has a Steam 
plug-in of some sort. Maybe. Are there any games that do that? Not that I'm aware of. I never really knew how the whole PS4 Steam tie-in worked. Yeah. Uh, and my last one, XCOM Enemy Unknown is getting an expansion. It is called Enemy Within, and it is coming out November 12th. Uh, $30 for PC, $40 on consoles. Largely, the game is, is, is the same campaign for the most part, but it has a lot of new add-ons. Um, new alien enemies, new soldier types. They call them mech soldiers and genetically enhanced soldiers are the new, are the new soldier types. There's new uh, new resource for building structures in your little amp farm thingy. There are new maps, new multiplayer maps, uh, and a, a bunch of other smaller enhancements here and there. But one thing I did read is that they're going to make it a more mod-friendly game. Oh, good. That's good which is always yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did have one more, but I think I'm going to save it for our roundtable. I think we'll, we'll get to, through today's episode pretty quickly, so I'll have yeah. something for roundtable. But... Uh, that's uh, Elder Scrolls Online going subscription-based rather than free-to-play, but we'll get into it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm that that XCOM thing sounds cool. I'll, I'll definitely be buying it. Me too. Uh, yeah. Even if it is kind of just a lot of maps and not not really a new campaign, but I don't know. I like that game so much that I'll definitely play it again with the, with all the new maps and stuff. So yeah, good stuff. Okay, new classes um, too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to do some of Eric's Nibble Bits and then also my own. So uh, Eric's Nibble Bits, GTA, Onli- GTA Online uh, will not be available at, at the launch of Grand Theft Auto V on September 17th, but will instead be a released as a free update on October 1st. I, did, I had no idea what that was. I've kind of been ignoring Grand Theft Auto News, so I had to look it up. Um, it's The GTA Online is just going to be the online component for Grand Theft Auto V. So, um, How do you guys feel about that coming out two weeks later? It's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't see what the big deal is. I'm indifferent I, because I'm not going to buy it anyway. I don't. I don't. We care. don't know. We don't know why they did that, do we? I don't know. I don't think we I do. I have anything. anything. I, I, the only thing I have to go on is a little Reddit speculation that oh. um, somebody posted saying that they want people to play through the campaign first. There's nothing wrong with that. I can understand. Which I can respect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the new Killer Instinct will launch with one free fighter, uh, Jago is the free fighter you get, while the rest will be available for purchase at $5 each. The player can also spend $20 on the Combo Breaker Pack, which includes the first eight characters, or they can get the Ultra Edition Pack for $40, which comes with all eight characters, accessory packs, costumes, and a digital copy of the SNES original Killer Instinct. Oh, wow. So... Eh. So it's that Jago, he's like the least interesting of all the characters. Well, I think that's why they did it. Yeah, you know, it, you can test the game out with Jago, and if you like it, you can spend five dollars on a on the character you do like, or if you really like it, you can spend money and get the rest of the characters. I think that's the way like fighting games should go nowadays, don't you? Instead of being a full like sixty dollar game, yeah. able to buy characters you want to play, right? Because yeah. I mean, it's oh, I, I don't know, because with fighting games, it's weird because like they're always very few games, very few fighting games are that balanced where you know. Uh, all the characters are played regularly. There's always like that one character that uh, Will talks about, Meta Knight in Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody's going to want that character, so they're going to do whatever it takes to get that character. If it's paying forty dollars or what, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather just buy the whole freaking package. Well, right, but don't you think more people are going to play the game if you don't even have to pay for it? Like, I, I feel like especially if you're going to try and develop an online community around. Uh, oh, yeah. a, f- a fighting game that if you give it away for free or, you know, if someone wants to buy one or two fighters for 10 bucks instead of uh, yeah. having to pay the full price for the game. Definitely. That's my thought. Well, I mean, at the, at the, on the other side, uh, 
It's Killer Instinct. I think a lot of people will That's be there. That's true. Anyway. They, they do have the name recognition there. So are we saying Killer Instinct's going to be big for the Xbox One? Probably. I think so. Yeah. So there's that. And then uh, Eric's last nimble bit that I that I took down, I, th- he, I think he had a couple others, but I, I was confused a little bit, um, being my normal normally confused state <laughs> person. Uh, Namco Bandai announced that Dark Souls 2 closed beta will be available for PS3 owners sometime in October. Uh, it seemed to me that they wanted to kind of tune the game, uh, the difficulty and all that stuff with this with this closed beta. So that's what the people who get into the closed beta have to look forward to. So uh, okay, and then my nibble bits: Borderlands Two and Football Manager Twenty Fourteen are coming to the PS Vita. Vita, Vita. Uh, no word yet on cross-platform play or expansion availability for Borderlands 2. I think cross-platform play would be amazing for Borderlands 2. That would be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, if you could play with people on PC or probably not not uh, uh, Xbox, but no. That's cool. Uh, good that uh, some more titles are coming out for the Vita. Yeah. And then my last one, Guild Wars 2 free trial weekend starting tonight at midnight Pacific, and we'll run through Sunday the 25th of August. So if you had any inkling uh, or a desire to try Guild Wars 2, now's the time to sign up for a free free weekend of it and, and give it a shot. Did something just pop up on yeah. there? Yeah. Okay. It went away, though. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my last nimble bit. How's your week, Will? Uh, it was good. I don't think I did anything worth mentioning, really. Just some more college stuff, but, uh... Boo. Yeah. Wait, when do you start? Next week? September 3rd. Oh, yeah, so you only got uh, less than a, less L- than two weeks. Yeah, a little over a week. Yeah. Week and a half. But I'll still be working, though, and making more money, so... Because I have classes only Tuesday and Thursday, so... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, not a whole lot to mention. I can remember, at least. I didn't write anything down. Yeah. That's that's how it goes for me too. Pretty much been playing Saints Row. Right. Okay. Oh, I, I guess I can say this. I got XCOM the Bureau. Mm-hmm. And I didn't play a lot of it because it ran really crappy on my computer. I played probably like twenty minutes and it ran really bad. It probably needs a patch from uh from uh AMD. Oh, okay. That's probably it. I yeah. had it on high settings and it lagged like and then I put it on medium, and it lagged, and I was like, I don't know. So I was just like, forget it. Yeah, I would just wait for a patch. Okay. Well, I'm not sure how to update my video card, though. You said it was harder than... It is harder, because you have to, like, you have to delete all your video drivers. Okay. Um, and then re-download the new ones, that, but they have to be, like, completely gone. That's why I was having trouble with yours, that they weren't, like, completely gone Going. when I would when I would delete them, so it kept screwing it up. I think I have updates for my video card anyway, because (laughs) when I play Company of Heroes 2, it says that my video card drivers were out of date, and I didn't want to mess with it. Yeah, next next time I come out there, I'll I'll tinker with it for you. Okay, sweet, thanks. Uh But uh, that's pretty much all I did. Okay. What about you, Corey? It's funny, because uh, the highlight of my week was riding down the freeway with you two schmoes shooting a shotgun out the window. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) At people. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't do much. I, I did play quite a bit of games this this past week. Oh, you know, I, I played uh, more Alan Wake. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll talk about all this and what we played. But uh, I played Payday Two with Will. We streamed a little bit of that online. Uh, the Bridge. I played some more. I don't think I talked about that. You did. I think I, last week. <laughs> yeah, you and Eric did. Yeah. Oh, okay, we did talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I got into a little bit of Skyrim. Uh, Plants vs Zombies Two is my new iPhone game. Yeah. But, uh, you know, after living with my girlfriend for, what is it, 
almost two and a half months. I'm just now figuring out how to get how to maximize video game time. Oh yeah. Well, you'll um, still you'll still learn tricks from that many years down the road. Yeah, I hope so. On I how hope to the sneak. tricks just keep on coming. Yeah, how to sneak sneak time in there. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, sneaking is part of it, but it's also uh, figuring out what temperament to get her in that allows me to play video games. Yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It's <laughs> um, it's an art form. <laughs> it all but, goes down to the whole. <laughs> but at the same at the same time, you get you get to the point when you're older when you're just like, nah, whatever. I'm just gonna play anyway. <laughs> Happy, uh, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true, as they, as they say. But anyway, uh, yeah, I really, I, I could not name one interesting thing that happened to me this this past week. Okay, and it's been a long week because we last time we recorded was Tuesday of last week. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, what nine days or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, I guess I'll go. The only I only have a couple interesting things. Oh, first. I listened to the Nerdist with Ken Levine, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I like like Corey. I think Chris Hardwick is a very good interviewer. He asks very interesting, good questions, um, especially if it's something in his knowledge area, which is you know maybe not video games, but kind of like nerdy things. Nerd he, culture. Yeah, he kind of he kind of knew the science behind Bioshock Infinite, and that was that was interesting. Um, but yeah, it was a great interview. It really made me want to play Bioshock Infinite again. I'll get around to that someday. I have such a huge backlog that I don't want to play through something again. Again, you know? yeah. I'm going to download that uh, episode, that Nerdist episode right it's now. It's good. It's good. You'll you'll enjoy it. Um, you know, they talk a little bit about, because Ken, Ken Levine's writing the new Logan's Run. So they talk a little bit about that. and That's when I tuned out. Oh, did you? I didn't know it was because he was writing the new Logan's Run. I thought Chris Hardwick just wanted to talk Logan's Run, like oh. the old Logan's Run. Oh, no. Yeah, he's going to be writing the the script or the story for the new logan's run that's cool um i didn't read the book but that movie is one of those movies i forget when it came out 70s yeah it was the late 70s i think late 70s and and it's one of those things that didn't necessarily age very well but i think there's a whole lot of potential there yeah and that's what they said during the interview i haven't i haven't personally seen it i know of it and i know the the kind of the, the story of it but I haven't seen it myself. I probably will read the book because I'm more of a, a book person than a movie person. So you're more of a bookworm. Yep, definitely. <laughs> we should uh, also credit Ryan in Iowa for suggesting that podcast. Yeah, who is he... in the chat and also brings up that Chris Hardwick's girlfriend is terrible. <laughs> oh, I see. I didn't. I I didn't mind her. Um, she, uh, I did. She, oh, did you? Yeah. I never. I never really, you know, thought of it when she was when she was talking. Uh, the only thing that was really annoying was when he was recording the intro when she kept interrupting him. That was kind of annoying. But during the interview, I thought I, I didn't really, really take notice of her being obnoxious or anything. So yeah, there were, I can't remember specifics. But where what happened to Matt Myra and uh, what's his lips Jonah? I don't know. They just weren't there for that one. I guess no, they're, they're still regulars though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I listened to um, the Buzz Aldrin one too with uh, Nerdist and. They didn't say very much during that because, you know, it's Buzz Aldrin and he just let him go, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, they're, they're still regulars on that. So, Good. Yeah. Um, uh, and speaking of books, I, I have a subscription to Audible, and the book I got this month was The Personal, Recollec- Personal Recollections of Joan of Arc by Mark Twain. Is anyone oh. familiar with that book? What? It's one of his lesser-known no. works. I actually have the hard copy of the book, but... Is it fiction? 
yeah, it's fiction. Um, but he he does a good job of like piecing together her life and like writing a narrative of it. Like I guess from a historical standpoint, the events are fairly accurate. Obviously, you know, not a lot's known about her because uh, during the French Revolution, like all of her artifacts and a lot of the writings and stuff were destroyed and burned, burned. and stuff. So uh, not a lot actually came down, but a lot of the church records remain. So. Uh, a lot of the the stuff about her background and, and stuff were were factual. He had to create characters and a narrative around her. But other than that, like the events are, are pretty pretty accurate. And I gotta say, she's a pretty fascinating historical figure. Um, really, the, the the only one that you can point to that uh, she was a illiterate farm girl and she just became the general of France's armies and you know the broke, maid of Lorraine. Yeah, yeah the the maid of Orleans. Oh. I don't think it's Lorraine. She might be known as the maid of Lorraine too, uh, but yeah, she you know, as far as historical figure, she's really one of a kind. I don't know of anyone else that's similar. It, yeah, I mean, in it is a very fascinating story. Um, I can remember being a young little turd, and I knew about Joan of Arc from Age of Empires. Same, oh yeah, same here. Yeah, um, and I was in the our local Surefine grocery store. Um. And they had the shitty video rental thing. Mm -hmm. And there was one about Joan of Arc. And uh, I didn't know it at the time, but I was, like, really begging my dad to let me rent it so I could watch it. Because I was into medieval stuff anyway. And I, like I said, known Joan of Arc from Age of Empires. Mm -hmm. And he finally let me rent it. And it turned out to be a really good movie. It was just, like, a made-for-TV thing. Um, It wasn't the one with uh, Lily Sobieski? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, that was made-for-TV? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because the good one was uh, with... Joan of, Joan of Arc, the Messenger, with yeah. what's what's her lips? Was it was it Hillary Swank? Might have been Hillary Swank, a young Hillary Swank. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was. She she had short hair in the movie. You should look it up because I want to know. I can't remember. I I I I, I thought because I, I thought about the Lily Sobieski movie because that was like when I bought myself a VCR. That was one of the first VHS tapes I bought. Out of boy, Dan. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> that's how, well. That's no. That's it. I'm laughing. I'm, I'm only laughing because uh, I bought myself a VCR and VHS tapes. It's back that's in the dating, day. Yeah, dating me way back. But uh, yeah, it, it was a very good movie. I never saw The Messenger. So it was uh, in The Messenger. Mila Jovovich. Uh, oh, really? Okay, yeah. I should watch that. It's been a while, but there's that. Uh, and then the only thing I have, I have to talk about is I. I fix my brakes on my car i haven't had brakes in about a month uh my back brakes were all screwed up and i took it off all by myself and and put the put the you know did the drums the the shoes and the 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 yeah the drum the shoes and all the springs on Uh, you're part of the diy movement i heard about on the news dan oh yeah you heard about it on the news yeah yeah i don't like paying people to do things for me especially if it's something i can do myself so uh, i i took it upon my own hands to fix my own car i also don't trust anyone to fix any of my things so which is kind of the 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 germ of why i learned how to do computer stuff because my parents had a couple very costly computer repairs when we were younger i was like you know what this is ridiculous and i just kind of taught myself how to work on computers and me and Corey kind of both taught ourselves how to how to work on computers from part of the problem was uh we had a very limited capability computer our our first desktop yeah um and it took everything we could to play everquest yeah i had to on it 
I, I remember I had to go buy a video card from our local electronic shop, Unicorn Electronics. Whoa. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just went in there. I was like, I need a 3D card to play a video game, and they pointed me to one. So I took it. I was like, I'm just going to go home and put this in and hope it works. And sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, how big was that hard drive? Oh. Uh, it was tiny. It was like 100 megabytes or something. Yeah, like that. it wasn't Gosh. very much. It was, it, it was 100 or 500 megabytes. Not Probably not 500, but it wasn't very big at all. I think it was 100, and then we used that compression tool that tricks it into thinking it's double the size. Oh, that's right, and that ruined the computer one of the times that it got ruined. Yeah. <laughs> you ever called one of those computer places to, to ask a question about it, like a, fixing a computer? No. I called because my laptop... Um, the the jack for the power on oh, the right yeah it came loose on the inside uh-huh. um and it wouldn't it wouldn't hold the cord to charge it so i called the guy and he was giving me so much attitude and i was trying to explain to him what was wrong with it and he just kept telling me i had no idea what i was talking about because they probably do get people that call all the time that have no idea what they're talking about yeah and i'm like no i'm looking right at it i have this thing opened up mm-hmm. and he's like yeah and i'm telling you there's no nothing we can do about it it's going to cost you 200 bucks to fix the jack on that and i was just i was livid yeah i don't remember what i ended up doing did you give him crap 200 i think i soldered my own new jack in there is what i did for yeah. like 12 dollars or yeah. something yeah yeah well, they would have had to charge you, you know, what? what is it, $75 for labor for two hours, and it probably took oh, not you... not even two tw- hours. It, it took you 20 minutes, maybe? No, I'm saying that's it, what it they might, would have charged yeah, you for might, labor. It might have taken me an hour, but, you know, a talented... Somebody who's been doing that specific repair a lot could probably do it in 10 minutes. Right. And that's, again, the reason why I like to do stuff like that myself, whether it's car repairs or... or you know house repairs or anything if i can do it myself i'm gonna because i don't trust anybody and i don't want to pay anybody to work on my own things if i break you know if something breaks i want to be able to put it back together myself you know that's good for the apocalypse yeah yeah learn how to work on cars and whatnot yeah so this weekend or maybe early next week i'm gonna put a new muffler on my car that's my next project so nice well you know how that goes next week you don't have to do any welding or anything for that uh, you can. I'm gonna clamp it. Oh. So. Do they make like muffler clamps or something? Yeah. Wow. Yes, they do. I had to order them off the internet. Along with is my. That, is that your resource? The internet for this stuff? I actually got a repair manual for my car, but yeah, for the most part, it's it's internet stuff. And I ordered parts from Amazon, of course. Even my muffler, I ordered from Amazon. <laughs> they have everything. Yep. Literally everything. <laughs> yep. So. <laughs> Where I order just about everything too. P- part of the reason I order everything from Amazon is because I have the, the Chase Amazon card. So uh, I get, I get, get three times the points anytime I use that card to pay for something on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Nice. I just mostly order everything from Amazon because I'm too lazy to get it around here. Because I, I I have the Amazon Prime. I'm, I get free two day shipping on everything. So that's the main reason. Plus, everything's cheaper there. The muffler I ordered was $10 cheaper on Amazon than it was around here, so why would I... Well, they they freaking price match everybody. Yeah, that too. It's crazy. Too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I did this week, so we'll take a quick break and be back with our main segment on Saints Row 4 right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 109 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. As I said earlier, we are talking about Saints Row 4 today. 
Uh, it's the new release from Volition and Deep Silver, who is the new publisher for the Saints Row series. After their purchase, was it this year? This early spring? Or was it last year? I think it was, it was this year. Yeah. It was this year? I think it was early this year. Okay. At some point. So yeah, Saints Row 4 kind of continues the story of the Third Street Saints. It's Third Street, right? Yep. I, I can never remember yeah. that. Third Street Saints, uh, you know, obviously last game they kind of become a media empire, uh, pop culture icons. Uh, the next, I guess, logical pro- pro- progression of that would be to become the leader of the free world. So in this game, <laughs> your character... Um, either that you carried on from Saints Row the Third into Saints Row Four, if you make a new character, your, ca- your character as the leader of the Saints uh, is the president of the United States. So that's kind of how the game game starts off. You know, you're whatever you're doing your presidential. St- well, the opening sequence. Should we talk about the opening sequence? Yeah, it was crazy. Okay. Yeah, I mean they they talk about the in the trailers and stuff. They talk about the whole simulation and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe we won't spoil the very opening sequence. Um, but yeah, the, 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 you basically get attacked by aliens and you get put into a matrix like simulation of the, the city Steelport. Um, which, yeah, yeah, ma- ma- matrix like, that's what I was, what I was going for. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of, that kind of is the, the, the gist of the story and, and, and it kind of goes from there. Um, from the control standpoint, it controls almost identical to, uh, to Saints Row the Third, which is which is great because I thought that the Saints Row the Third controls worked really well. Uh, how'd you guys feel about the controls? Agreed. Yeah, solid. Good. Yeah. Um, obviously, there it's a little bit different this time around because your character in the game gets the ability to use superpowers. Uh, so obviously, they have to change the control scheme a little bit, but but for the most part, it's 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 similar. Um, controls very well, obviously. I think I talked about when I when I talked about Saints Row the Third when I was playing it during in, in February that the combat feels a lot better than it did in Grand Theft Auto Four, um, just because you feel like you're able to you know control your like it feels like a shooter you know yeah it, um, it, like a third person shooter it, it controls very much like that whereas I don't I didn't I never liked the combat in, in Grand Theft Auto Four I always thought it was bad in Grand Theft Auto games yeah I mean, you couldn't control who you wanted to shoot or anything like that it didn't play like a shooter you know I don't know if I just wasn't very good at that type of shooter then but like i was playing saints row the third this week and i thought it controlled like fine i was able to you know actually aim easily yeah you can you can get in a fight and not get killed all the time exactly you know know what it felt like to me and it's funny because the game sort of uh spoofs this a little bit too is mass effect (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, uh i don't think we should spoil that part quite yet but yeah there's there's a lot of uh we should do a spoilers thing when when we're done with it Absolutely, I'd but yeah, to. there there is a, a heavy Mass Effect influence a little later on in the game. Well, and you're, you're right; it does control a little bit like uh, like Mass Effect. One of the voice actors from Mass Effect, yeah, uh, Keith David, David actually, David. who who does um, what's the character's name in it, it's, Anderson? It, Anderson, that's right. It's it's who plays Anderson in Mass Effect is uh, uh, actually Keith David. He plays himself, he plays himself. In, <laughs> <laughs> as the as the vice president for. <laughs> for the and you know when I I saw the guy and I recognized his face as like an actor, but I didn't realize that that was Anderson from Mass Effect. And I heard his voice. I'm like, that's where have I? Where do I know this voice from? I was the same way. And I heard one specific quote from him. I don't know if I should say it because it might spoil some of the Mass Effect thing. But what he said, I was like, that's Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I was like, knew it right away. Yeah. 
I, I mean, very early on, there's uh, there's there's quite a few Mass Effect references throughout the game. I, I don't think I'm as far as the, whatever one you're referencing, Dan. Uh, but that's one of the things this game does really well is its pop cultural references in, in that um, it doesn't necessarily call too much attention to them. They're just there for the yeah. people in the know, and, you know, they don't stand out if you don't know otherwise. Yeah, it doesn't beat you over the head with it like like some other games c- can do, you know. They're there, and, like, because you're, as you're playing the game, like, crazy things are happening anyway, so it doesn't feel like you're just doing this weird, crazy thing because they want to call attention to it. It's just a weird, crazy thing that if you happen to get the reference, it's even more funny than mm-hmm. it would be otherwise, you know. So yeah, you're absolutely right. They they do a nice job of blending those those into the game. Um, so yeah, uh, getting into the superpowers a little bit. Uh, obviously, a couple of missions in, you you kind of figure out that you can manipulate this this simulation that you're that you're a part of, uh, giving your character the superpowers. Uh, I don't have all of them unlocked, but I do have um, the jumping one, which you know you can jump. It, it's got a height control, so you, you know there's three different levels I think of of I, jumping, yeah. and it's 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 basically that jumping, and then. There's one where you can jump really high and then press the left bumper, and that'll get you to glide. So you almost fly like like Superman, which uses up your stamina. So you can only glide for so long until you upgrade it enough that you can glide yeah, glide without using until stamina. you until you run out of altitude. Um, there's uh, sprinting, which is super speed, basically. Uh, yeah. Super speed. There, there's a couple of add-on abilities to that, like uh, how, how fast you go running on water. water. And up buildings, sides of buildings. Yeah, there's a tornado one that kind of makes things like swoop around you mm-hmm. like when, when you're running, um, which is you know useful because you can run a lot faster than any car in the game. Which I have not even touched a car. Have since you? I... I still do a little bit, but oh, I'll, okay. I'll get into that when we talk about you know actually playing the game. Uh, there's the ice one, which I don't remember what it's called exactly, but basically freeze. Yeah. Is if it f- just freeze? Uh, you shoot an ice bolt that freezes characters, and then you can shoot them for massive damage or, or break them uh, by hitting them with a baseball bat and stuff. So, and it uh, works really well on vehicles. It works yeah, it really does. well on vehicles, absolutely, especially for killing those hover bike things. Because uh, you pretty much those yeah. things are yeah, you pretty much freeze them and then they explode into a million bits, and it's great. Uh, there's also telekinesis, which is self-explanatory. So you pick up things and control them with your mind. You know, you can pick stuff up and throw, you know, pick up a car and throw it at a bunch of people, or or pick up people and throw them at each other. Did pick, you pick are, up, uh, them, like, the thing I have the most fun with is picking someone up and throwing them straight up in the air. <laughs> I haven't Ooh. done that yet. They, they scream. It's really funny. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. I'm gonna have to try that one. Did you do the the the, the Ginky game or Jinky? Yeah. Jinky? That's it's, a lot of fun to do. With is those. it Mom or Nom? Mom, it's mom. mom. That's a lot of fun to do that. Yeah, the the it's Genki, uh, Mr. Professor Genki is like the the Japanese game show aspect of Saints Row, and <laughs> and they have a very interesting interesting game you play. I mean, it was the same, and I think it was in Saints Row two even, but definitely Saints Row three and uh, Saints and Saints Row four. It's got a, a presence too. Yeah, with the interesting commentary from yeah. the the, yeah. the, <laughs> the two different characters. It's like. Yeah. Uh, What's that show? Uh, most Extreme Elimination. Yeah, Most Extreme Elimination Challenger now Wipeout. That's on, Wipeout, on yeah, network that's TV now with uh, John Anderson and John Henson, which is really funny. Um, and then the other, the other one I have unlocked, I don't know what the other one, ones are, uh, is the Blast Superpower. Um, and that's the one where you kind of pound the ground and send out a shockwave around you. That kind of flings, you know, flings everything up in the air. And, and all these abilities have, like, like different... 
uh, well, I mean, other than sprinting and jumping, but the ice telekinesis and blast have different elements that are attached to them that do different things. Like uh, the ice one, you can also fling lightning or a fireball. Uh, you know, the the fireball obviously catches stuff on fire. And lightning I haven't used yet, so I don't know exactly what that does. Uh, telekinesis has one where you can draw health from Yeah, from life something. steal, I think it's called. Haven't used that yet either. Um, and then blast, I don't, I haven't unlocked the other elements yet for blast, so I'm not really sure what that does yet. So, uh, yeah, that's. We should r- say, I, I think you started to say this, Dan. I don't know if you finished it, but um, part of the reason you get these superpowers is because ninety percent of the game takes place in a simulation. Yep, yeah, matrix-like simulation. So oh, you did say that. Yep, right. yeah, oh, you God. can kind of figure they, they they figure out that they can manipulate the code a little bit and and give you some help in the game, um, which is great. Kinsey. Kinsey, yeah. Is that her name? Yep, Kinsey. Kinsey Kensington. Um, so, yeah, a thought so far? Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I love it so far. Uh-huh. Um, as I said, I wanted to play Saints Row third, you know, just to get a little background on yep. everything. So yeah. going to Saints Row uh, four, I was in love with the series at that point, yeah. and just this game is insane. Yeah. Just, I have so much fun playing it. Like, I laugh at a lot of the things that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing, and just, like, I have so much fun playing it. It's yep. unlike most games I've ever really played. Yeah. Okay. It's, I've, I enjoy it so much. The superpowers add a whole other element to the game. They're yeah. so much fun because, like, it's just crazy to me that you, I'm just flying from in the air with Glide, and I'm, like, running through, like, you know, cars and stuff like that, and things are exploding all yeah. over me. It's just, it's so awesome. Yeah. Everything about it I've loved so far. Yeah. Okay. Corey, thoughts? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I adore Saints Row, especially this one. I, I, I like Saints Row 3 a lot. I think this, this one's even better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And, and the best way to describe it, there's a lot of open world games out there, Grand Theft Auto being the quote unquote premier example, um, especially nowadays, Sleeping Dogs. Uh, the Godfather games. I mean, they, they're all they all exist, and if you're into that type of game, you know, cool. Um, but this this is like it's a game for everybody because there are no barriers to having fun. Yeah, it's like within the first 15 minutes of you playing the game, you feel like you are king of the city. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and especially with the superpowers. I mean, it sets up. I didn't even really know about the superpowers. We played online. I played online with Dan and Will. Um, and at that point, I had just started. I had only played an hour of the game. Yeah. That. Uh, so I didn't even have superpowers, and because I didn't have superpowers, neither of these guys. But at that point, I didn't even realize how much more fun the game was with superpowers. But I was already having a ton of fun with it, just like <laughs> right. normal Saints Row. Yeah. Um, just it, it's it's. And, and I think it all comes down to the superpowers. And this game could be a sequel to Saints Row Three, which it is, or a sequel to Infamous. It has. Did you guys? You guys didn't play Infamous, did you? No, I no. Know, but I I've, heard, it, I've yeah. heard comparisons. Yeah, I mean, it, it could easily be a sequel to that game as well. I mean, it's a little more over the top, um, less serious than Infamous is. But it does the superpower so well, mm-hmm. and you feel so powerful and just jacked up. And, uh, I mean, I can run through, I don't know if you're going to do likes and dislikes, Dan, Sure. but just as a, as a general, uh, thought, it's, it's just a blast, uh, from the minute you put it in and, and particularly like the first, the setup to the game before it co- sort of sets you free is it's all done so well. You don't even make your character until after the, um, terrorism. The, 
yeah, there, there's there's you, there's actually some gameplay before you even make your character and stuff. And it just the way it introduces everything to you is so tight um, from a game design perspective. Everything just I don't know. It feels so it's it's perfect the way they set you up before they actually set you free in the world. And and I one of my favorite things about this game, and it's funny because Eric asked us this question a few weeks ago: is is the story any good? I think the story is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfectly like fun and and over the top and interesting at the same time. The whole simulation aspect and the way you're manipulating, like Dan said, it's like the Matrix. Um, all that stuff and all the silly activities and stuff actually tie into this greater idea of of the Matrix and you playing a simulation. The superpowers as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just my general thoughts on it. But okay. I. I absolutely adore it. And yeah. like Will said, you know, I just had a big smile on my face the whole time. Yeah. It was just good, good. <laughs> I can't say clean fun, but just good family video fun. game fun. Right. You know, you, you don't see too much of that anymore. Yeah. And it does it 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 does that good video game fun in a triple A way, which is very rare. Yeah. You, you really don't see that anymore. Yep. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm absolutely with you. I, I absolutely love Saints Row Four. Um I, Saints Row games are like they're really why I play video games you know like you said it's just the fun aspect of it you don't get that in a lot of games and I think uh, Borderlands 2 was kind of the same way it's just a, a fun game to play like a lot of the games you play like you play because you're you know whatever really into the story really like the world um, but but really like the whole reason a lot of people play video games is to have fun and i don't think you can have more fun than than when you play saints row 4 uh as much as i love saints row the third i think the addition of superpowers was it was a great i mean that's really the only natural progression that they could have made you know <laughs> all the crazy stuff you could do in saints row the third um you know i i feel like you kind of had to go that route um, and and the the powers all control very well. Like you feel very in control of yourself, even though you have all this power. Uh, I think of a game like uh, well, the Force Unleashed, where you're you know you're supposed to be this badass Force character, um, but like your your powers felt clunky and you couldn't use them the way you wanted to. I think this is all very easy. It's very the control scheme is laid out very well. So you do really like even though you're jumping and flying all over the place, like. You know, I could jump and then glide for a little bit and land on this little teeny tiny, like, uh, water tower to collect, um, what are they called? Data clusters? Yeah, whatever whatever you get to unlock your superpowers and land on that, like, without even trying really very hard you know, <laughs> know. Yeah. It, it's it just controls so well and i think that definitely helps the helps the game along uh if yeah if you're frustrated in this game it's probably because you're doing something wrong not yeah. the game's fault yeah definitely um i have no no complaints about about the control schemes or anything like that i was actually when i was playing it when i first got the superpowers i was like yeah okay this is this is kind of neat i wasn't really sold on it at first but the more i i played it and the more i learned how to use my powers and and uh you know yeah but as i as i learned how to control like control myself and use my powers to my advantage i was like this is i'm never gonna play anything like this ever again you know it's it's amazing that's what i said too when i was playing it yeah i'm never gonna play something like this again yep so uh, let's get into the the multiplayer a little bit because we we all did a little bit of multiplayer, not really very much. I jumped in with Corey, like Corey said, shortly after he had started. He hadn't unlocked any of superpowers yet, so I I, I couldn't use use mine either. Um, and we did a, we did a couple battles. What is it? What's do you remember the name of the the one versus one battle, Corey? Uh, 
uh, cat versus oh. mouse. Cat versus mouse was one of them, but it was something touch. Yeah. Death touch. Yeah, I think it was death touch, where you know you're you're the, the two players kind of fight against each other, and uh, I thought Corey did pretty well. I had a lot of my up my weapons upgraded, and uh, they were all very close matches. I think one of the we only did that one once, right? Where you do a couple different rounds. Yeah, it was weird because when you and I did it, we did yeah, we had like four different rounds, but Will, when Will and I did it, there was just like one round. I don't know how it determines. Hmm. Maybe uh yeah, cuz we actually had to go somewhere to launch it, right? Yeah, we had to go on the map. There's uh the the red ones with the the skull is the death touch and that's where you start your um your death touch match against against uh. your your co-op partner. And you know, um when when we launched that, the only weapon I had was the pistol. Yeah. But when we did it, it gave me other weapons as well. I don't know how that happened. Oh, maybe because I had all my weapons unlocked. It could have been because it gave me like the RPG and the yeah. alien rifle and the shotgun and. Yeah. I mean, I had just started the game. I didn't have any of that stuff. Well, you did pretty well because I had already played like six or eight, um, maybe not six hours, but at least four hours. And you uh, you were pretty pretty close. Yeah, you. I mean, you killed me a lot more, but I don't know how how our score was close. I don't know how that works, but yeah, because I think the the last match, I, I didn't I go ahead like with like two seconds left or something like that. Some, yeah, something it like was that. Really it was close. close. Um, so there's that one. They, basically, that's just you know two the two players fighting against each other. Death um, match, which was which was fine. Uh, you know, I. I think it really could be thing. a lot if more was at stake. You know. Well, I think I feel like it could be a lot more interesting than it was. Yeah, and I think with superpowers too, it would have been better. Yeah, yeah, like chasing after each other all over the city. Yeah, exactly. Flying over buildings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that'd be that'd be nutty. I, I think that would would be a lot of fun. But we, we we didn't have that at that point. We'll have to try it again uh, once we once we get the opportunity. And then the other one, like Will said, was cat and mouse, where um, one person is in a vehicle and they have to. Uh, go to the different points in the city and, and they rack up points that way while the other person chases them down with uh, a tank or um, a jet and, and has to shoot them and, and blow them up. Yeah, when Corey and I were playing, Corey was in a little <coughs> mouse cart and I was in a, one of those the things that the Zinn are on. Oh, okay, the uh, hover cycle? Hover cycle. Firing at him. Uh-huh. I was like, yes, this is awesome. Yeah, that, that one was a lot more fun for me, I thought. Uh, me and Corey did one where I, and I don't think I got an opportunity with that, but or no, I did. Uh, where I was in a, a golf cart driving around <laughs> and, and was being chased by Corey, who was in a tank. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Uh, it, it was actually probably a little bit harder than you'd think because the tank very, moved very slowly. I think the golf cart moved quite a bit faster than the tank, mm-hmm. so it was a little more difficult than you'd think. And then our second matchup you were in like a sports car and the other person had a uh, jet, I think mm-hmm. a hover jet. So, and somehow you got underground and I couldn't figure out how to get down there. Yeah. I went into the tunnels. Once my car got clo- being close to exploding, I went into the tunnels and tried to lose you. I, I couldn't figure out how to get down there. It yeah. worked. Yeah. Um, I, and drove around in there for a little bit and then I popped back out and went to my, went to my targets. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. That's from watching movies. <laughs> yeah, that's from watching uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, because that's what he did. When he was being yeah. chased by a helicopter, he drove through the airport, so the the helicopter couldn't follow him. So, yeah. 
And then Dan and I just dicked around for a little bit. But I sort oh, of right. had promised both of you I'd play multiplayer. I thought we could do more than... You can only do two people together at a time. Yeah, it's only co-op, I think. Which kind of sucks. I think it would be even more fun if you could get... Four people, at least. Four, Yeah, four people. Maybe they'll, um, maybe they'll do a patch or something where you can have... Because that know, would four, be crazy. Four per, yeah, four-person co-op. I don't, I don't see why they couldn't. Everything is in there. I mean, you can have more than two people in a car. Yeah, and you can have, you know, if you have your homies following you, you can have up to three, I think, three homies following you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, homies. I don't see why it couldn't work. Um, yeah. I laugh that they're called homies still, and you're the president of the United <laughs> yeah. States. But, yeah, you stop and pick up a few gang members to come assist you in a battle. Yep. Yeah, me and Corey actually went to one of the one of the red it's a red notation and that's a like a where you i think it's a where you infect viruses into the into the programming yeah and, the waves yeah and we we that's what we, we we did we drove around for a little bit and shot up some stuff and then we went to a uh you know one of those which was sort of difficult things. yeah it was difficult because because there was two people i think and and i couldn't use my superpowers i had already gotten used to using my superpowers well, um and that didn't i didn't have them when we went to do this thing yeah, so taken away and you're like <laughs> what do i do yeah this is hard <laughs> when i don't have uh my my freezing and my super jumping and stuff mm-hmm. so because whenever i start to get into trouble with health i just do my super sprinting like around in a circle while i or you know out of the way to re- regain some health yeah. but i couldn't do that but yeah it was it was a lot of fun doing the doing the co-op I think doing the like a lot of campaign stuff would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, like I was saying, I promised both of you I'd play online. So I did. I only had an hour. I did half an hour with Dan, and I did half an hour with Will. And mm-hmm. uh, Will and I did a cat and mouse uh, quickly, and then we did a couple campaign missions. I did one for Will. Yeah, um, called Obey. And then, which you know was fine. I was able to help him with his mission, no issue. Even though I was just at the start of the game, well, and vice versa, he helped me with one of mine, which was right at the beginning, which is actually when I got superpowers. Oh, okay. The, the problem was with mine was you had to get to the roof of a building, and Corey didn't have superpowers <laughs> oh, so yet. So we couldn't get up there. So we we spent like ten minutes trying to figure out how to get up we're, there. We're trying to like jump the motorcycle up onto the building. <laughs> you could go find a helicopter. Way. It was and it was one of those things where we did the helicopter or the the um. The motorcycle thing, and like we'd just fail miserably and just nail the wall uh-huh. and like spin off to the side. And we're just like, well, that's not gonna work. Uh-huh. So I got to the point where the Zin all popped up over the edge just enough where I could shoot him in the head, and eventually me and Corey were able to pick off all of them. Oh, nice. Yeah, so. Okay. There's a helicopter in the airport. <sighs> not that that matters now because Corey has his superpowers, but. Yeah. That's why, I, yeah, I asked Will if he knew where we could get a. Helichopter. Yep. There's definitely one in the airport. I think there's one someplace in the city too. Mm-hmm. At some at some some location. Yeah, and gotta be. Corey got his powers, and then we ran around the city a little bit and uh, did some races and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like okay. I said, the highlight of my week was being some vigilantes with you guys. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't wait to to play some more. I've, I've had a blast with it. I just I can't say enough good things about it. I didn't see your character, but I wanted to say Corey's character is great. Yeah, I laughed hysterically uh-huh. when I saw it, and I, and I heard her talk. I just died. <laughs> no, I my... made a, a robust black woman, <laughs> which I thought would make a perfect president. Kind of, kind of sassy too. Yeah, sassy. And I, you know what? I I've fallen in love with her. I usually have a hard time playing women characters. Um, I don't know why. I just I can't relate or something like that. I don't know, but uh, this one I'm really really into. Okay, it's fun. I always play a female character. Um, this character is no different. 
carried over from my Saints Row third character. So I was already in love with my character because mm, yeah. I had uh-huh. I had played her for forty hours in in Saints Row the third and just carried her over into Saints Row four. Yeah. So. And also, um, Will, it's good you brought that up because you can choose one of four different voices for yeah. your character. Yeah. Um, which means they actually voiced that role with four different people. Yeah. Or five, if you include one of the options is just Nolan North. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Nolan North. That's right. Uh, one of the one of the guys is is the guy who plays Booker DeWitt, Troy Baker. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, really? Yep. Troy Baker does one of the the male voices. Uh, my character is voiced by Laura Bailey, who also does does some other female video game voices. Um, I didn't even so yeah, a lot of them are are popular voice actors too. I think Shondi was. Uh, ooh, uh, yeah, I, I I haven't saved Shondi yet, but Shondi in Saints Row the Third was voiced by um, porn star. What the heck is her name? I thought it was Vi- Viola. Maybe it's Viola. Because she, I haven't found her yet in Saints Row Four. Uh, Sasha Gray is is one. I think one, the one who voiced. Um, it's either Shondi or Violet. Yeah, it's one, it, it was one of the chicks that. Yeah. yeah. So another yeah. like famous person. So. In a different way. <laughs> right. Well, I think she's trying to turn. She's turned into a, like an actress, actress now. I think she's oh. got a show that she's on or something. Okay. So. You yeah. think she did it through video games? What? Uh, no, she was on on the show before before she was in Saints Row the Third. I think, but anyway, yeah. What, what about uh, you? What was your character? Did you carry, carry carry over your character? No, my character was different in Saints Row the Third. He he was like a long haired kind of like a you know like a hockey player type hair style okay. with like Patrick Kane. You know when he grows yeah. his hair out like yeah. that. That that was the type like type of hair he had. Um, good head of lettuce. Yeah, good good <laughs> head of lettuce, and um. So, what I did when I went to Saints Row the Fourth, I knew that you were becoming president. So what I did is I had my character have a haircut, and the closest thing, like you know, cleaned up a little bit because he was a little bit more you know rough. Yeah. Um. So when I went to Saints Row the Four or Four, I knew it was the president. So I picked the generic one because that looked the best with like what my character would probably look like if he had his haircut. Okay. So yeah. I went. I just went with the generic one. Yeah, and I had the same voice and everything, and same like you know clothes that I wore. And... That's the guy that does uh, a Booker duet. Oh, that's it... Troy Baker. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't so... even I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah. There's so... also if you want, you can download characters that people created in the inauguration station. Um, someone made a really really good Nicolas Cage <laughs> that you can download and play as, and someone made a really good Barack Obama too <laughs> to play as the president in Saints Row Four. That is great. I was going to say, really funny. Some people probably have come up with some pretty awesome stuff. Oh yeah, and they're really like really really good uh, imitations too. It's surprising. I'll probably play as, as uh, you know because there's other famous people on there. I'll probably later on play as one, you know someone like that. Yeah, like a Nick Cage, you know. <laughs> so. Uh... I'll just, Dan, because I did list likes and dislikes, I'll just briefly run through them. A lot of them okay. we've talked about already. Uh, but, yeah, likes, superpowers, and like I said, it's, like, infamous in a lot of ways and uh-huh. plays like it. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, one of the things one of the things I like about it, that the other one, I can't remember how they did it in Saints Row 3, but I like how you can easily assign vehicles, um, save vehicles, and materialize them. Yeah. That makes it, that's really handy. You just press the down on your D-pad and you saved a vehicle that you're in. Um, you don't have to take it to a garage or anything like that. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. I uh, thought you yeah, had to take it to to rim jobs to get it uh, to get it <laughs> saved. <laughs> I'd never even picked up on that until you just said that. Yeah. 
<laughs> uh, that's a good feature. And again, like I said, no barriers to fun. There's nothing. There's nothing you're gonna roll your eyes about in this game, right? Um, Unless you don't like language and and nudity and violence. <laughs> yeah, then you <laughs> there's no nudity. That's well, blurred it's out. It's blurred out. It's still nudity. It's all censored. It's implied nudity. <laughs> Yeah, I think they uh, should have had nudity in it. Yeah, well, you could probably download something. Probably you nude should. patch. There's always a nude patch because your characters do spend a fair amount of time naked in the game. <laughs> yeah, you're running through an alien ship naked. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the whole Matrix. It's ripped right out of the Matrix. That yep. scene. Yep. <laughs> um, radio stations. Great music. Yeah, I don't think we talked about that yet. I found out there are 109 songs in this game. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. I haven't listened yeah. to it as much in this game. Oh, it's, it makes it so much. I, it doesn't really translate in the videos, but that's one of the things I love about it is you just chill out, listen to some good music, and play this awesome, badass game. Um, I forget what station I listen to a lot. I think it's Mix 107.7. Okay. I usually listen to the Gen X one. What's that, like punk? It, and It's, yeah, yeah, punk and alternative type of um, music. The Generation X music makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Uh, the story and presentation I already talked about a little bit. Um, everything about the game is is presented in a very cinematic and fun way. Um, I, oh, we didn't talk about this, but at the beginning, the Leave it to Beaver kind of jokey world. That <laughs> oh, we- yeah. <laughs> that was bizarre. Is, I'm, I only bring it up because I'm watching it right now. I'm playing the video in the in the Twitch channel, if anybody's watching. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's really kind of silly and... Is is the anti Grand Theft Auto Saints Row world? Yeah, where you can't do anything. Like it drives the car really slow and tells you how to use the brakes yep. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't, you can't crash into anything. Well, when the options came up to tell to teach you how to drive, it says how to drive a car safely. Yeah, like that. And then when you were in the, the Matrix, like the the simulation, it just gave you that. Like it just said how to drive. It uh-huh. didn't say safely. So yeah, yeah. Uh, cooperative play we already talked a lot about a couple things i did want to know is is um you can do the whole campaign with somebody else which is great i think it'd be a lot of fun just to do that sit and play that whole thing and or help somebody along like we were doing a little bit but also uh the all the collectibles if one person gets them the other person gets them too so if you're out if you're like if you just want to collect some uh data clusters which are the things that power up your powers um it would be really smart to just boot it up with somebody else and both split up and just gather them and you get double the data clusters. Oh, that's great. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, pop culture references we talked about. Uh, a couple ones. Mass Effect we talked about. Uh, Armageddon right at the very beginning. Yeah. The yeah. Don't Want to Miss a Thing yeah. by Aerosmith. That was funny. Oh, yeah. That's pretty pretty great. Um, the customization we, we talked a little bit about um, you can make your character however I didn't import my character because I played Saints Row 3 on PS4 right or PS3 um, but also not only the customization of characters but weaponry yeah there's, oh uh, that's right yeah there's like a, you can you can customize your stuff for Star Wars there's some uh, Firefly Malcolm Reynolds gear in there and uh, let's see what else I have here. The platforming aspect, Dan talked a little bit about it. It makes it really easy, but it also makes it really fun when you have to climb the towers. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an interesting open-world thing. They've, they've all sort of done it in uh, like getting a collectible kind of way, but in this one it's actually part of the gameplay because it's a vertical city as opposed to you know, just a sprawling metropolis. Yeah. 
couple of dislikes. I know we've, we've sort of been gushing about it. Uh, there are a few things I don't like about it. I didn't feel like the act. I didn't feel like there were as many activities, and they weren't as exciting as they were in Saints Row the Third. Um, my favorite one though was hacking a store. Those little puzzles. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. Is, is there? There's something. Something did something similar to that, where it's like a grid and it gives you a selection of Bioshock. directions to go. Was it Bioshock? Yeah, one and two. Yeah, Bioshock one and two. Yeah, so it has that. Uh, which is always fun, those little asides. There is more that unlock as you progress through the game, too. Okay. There's, I mean, I was there, going there, on... There's more my, varieties, too. My brief experience, um, I, I, I felt like having to do those activities over and over again would get a little bit tiresome. Yeah. Um, and also, the the new Professor Genki, Genki, whatever, I don't know how to pronounce it, isn't... I, my, my favorite part of Saints Row 3 was the game show, the Genki game show. Yeah. Um, and in this one, it's just sort of a, it's still cute and kind of funny, but it's not quite what it was in the third one. In the third one, it was like a gauntlet with enemies and stuff, and it was timed. Um, this one's still timed, but it's just like using your telekinesis to throw stuff through rings. Yeah. It's, it's a not, little harder, too. Yeah, it's a lot harder. Not quite as fun. And I did have it freeze once. Ooh. Okay. It's frustrating. Yeah, I've had two freezes, I think. But they were both like when it was saving, so it I didn't lose any progress. Yeah, I didn't lose any progress either, which was nice. But, uh, yeah, it was right after I beat a mission is when it froze. Yeah. Um, and a big part of this game is glitches that are intended in the game. There's some glitchy stuff that happens because you're living in a simul- simulation. Yeah. Um, but this one was for real, and it sort of bugged me. But those are, you know, a few dislikes in a sea of wonderful likes. Yeah. I couldn't really come up with anything I disliked about it at this point. Um Maybe some nitpicky stuff, but probably not having four player co op. Yeah, would probably yeah, be the only yeah. one I could think of. Yeah, because it, it would only make sense to have four people and and maybe they're causing chaos. And maybe they are going to be doing that. Maybe I don't it'll really be a patch. Know, but that was the because I wanted to play with you guys. But when Corey City can only do two player, I was like, oh yeah. Maybe I'll I'll look up, I'll look that up maybe during the break and see if there's any plans for that or if if anyone's even asking for it. I'm sure they are. I'll do it right now. Yeah. Um, hopefully, because I, I do think that would add to the game to be able to play with definitely two or three friends, you know. You know, I didn't even look in the opening menu. Is there any option for, like, a just, like, a co-op, four-player, like, a multiplayer world? Not that I'm Or is it of. just what, you know, what you can do while you're in the game, invite people? Yeah. Is that the only multiplayer? I don't know. As far know. as I know. I don't recall. I just pretty much just log in and continue. Uh, graphically, it looks pretty much the same as Saints Row the Third. Maybe a little, a little, uh, little tighter. I think the the character models are a little bit better too than in Saints Row the Third. You came right off of Saints Row the Third, yeah. But but you probably don't have it on Mac settings. Do no, you? they're on Macs. Are they? Yeah, they both were on high. Right. At least it was on high. I don't know if there's one after high. There's Ultra. There's Ultra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't on Ultra then. Okay, I'm on high too. Um, I actually mine had defaulted to Ultra, but it ran a little weird. I'm waiting for actually the Nvidia patch for for Saints Row to come out, so so it can optimize it for Saints Row Saints Row Four. But as that remind, I did want to note. Um, speaking of which, that this is one of the few games that I have had no graphical problems with. You know why? It's because it was made for AMD cards. That's probably why. Yeah, uh, Tomb Raider was another one too. Oh, that, I got to get that then. That was and, made for AMD and cards. I never realized how much better it is when you don't have weird little graphical things happening. Yeah, 
throughout. Because whenever that happens, it always pulls you out of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, and I haven't, you know, even though I have an NVIDIA card, I haven't, I haven't, other than the two freezes, I haven't had any, any graphical issues or slowdown. It runs smooth as, as a baby's behind. Um, great, great experience so far. Yeah. That's um, interesting. I, I, cause I've been thinking about switching to NVIDIA just because of all the weird little graphical things that happen when yeah. I play games on my computer. Yeah. It's frustrating, man. I'm tired of computer stuff. <laughs> like Will talking about having to update his drivers and all that bullshit. Yeah. Well, pain. Uh, you, I mean, you still have to with NVIDIA cards, too, which is easier because it'll just download and, and, and replace the old stuff. The AMD ones, at least at last time I knew, you have to delete the the drivers and, and install new ones. Ugh. So. Okay. Anything else on Saints Row 4? I think we got to draw the obvious comparison to Grand Theft Auto and say I, I think it's it's probably to this game's benefit it came out before. Yeah. Um, I will say that I think there's room for both. Absolutely. We'll get into that and feedback a little bit, but yeah. Okay. I I after playing this one, I did decide that I kind of want to play Grand Theft Auto Five so I can compare the two. Uh-huh. Because I've never liked Grand Theft Auto, yeah. and I love Saints Row, so I want to see if Saints Row 4, I think, is way better than GTA 5, which yeah. I'm not that hyped S- up about. See, I don't know if this game will compare, um, only because of the variety of stuff you can do. Yeah. You would have to compare Saints Row the Third to Saints or to Grand Theft Auto 4, and maybe Saints Row the Third even to Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah, because the, well, because well, because of the the all the superpowers and stuff like. I don't think you're going to get any equivalent of anything like that in Grand Theft Auto Five unless they allow user mods for the PC version, you know. Yeah. So, and it's 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 funny because it, it, when Saints Row Three came out, it was sort of sort of against Grand Theft Auto Four. People were making those comparisons, and Saints Row Three was always the crazier, over the top one. And uh, and this one, it's just like they sort of set up that traditional open world we're used to, and then all of a sudden they're just like. Fuck it. We don't need you don't need to get in cars to go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you they can they just fly through everything like if you want. It's it's cool. They take that nerd of uh of, you know, needing to run around on foot and and even traditional like helicopters and stuff and they turn it up upside down and shake all of his his lunch money out of him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 all that stuff works fine. I mean, if you want to ride around in cars like you could in any of these games, great. But Yeah. You don't need to. Why, why not leap across rivers in a single bound? And yeah, there was one thing I did want to say that made me kind of mad because Saints Row Four, you know, reviewed very, very well. Yeah. And I looked at the IGN review, and they gave it a seven point three. Do we want to talk about reviews? We could talk about reviews. Yeah, Might as well. Yeah. Uh, yes, IGN didn't give it a very good score. Neither did Gamespot. Um, and a lot of people on other sites were like, "Oh, that's because they didn't." give GameSpot or IGN money for advertising. I don't know if that's the case, but um, I, I was talking to Will about the review scores. Uh, I, I tend to go by Polygon Destructoid. Those are the sites that I follow the closest. And Kotaku, but Kotaku doesn't really give it a score. They say whether or not you should, you should play, play it or, or not. not. Yeah. That's you know that's a little more open than than, than the review scores. Uh, Destructoid, I think, gave it a 9 or 9.5. 9.5. Nine and, 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 and Polygon gave it a 9. I think those are are much better uh, in scores indicative of Saints Row 4 than the the GameSpot or 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 um, IGN IGN reviews. Yeah, like I was just looking at it, I'm like IGN highballs everything, and to give Saints Row 4 a 7.3, I was like, what? I don't know if they're trying to like 
I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to regain their their gamer cred because people for a while were like, "Oh, IGN's going to give this you know a give nine. this pile of crap a nine or a nine and a half." And I don't know if they're trying to lowball things now to prove that they're actually like critically reviewing games or not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know Corey's not big on the score, but I I still like to give things a score. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, IGN will give the next Call of Duty and GTA a nine and a half at least. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, they'll, they'll give Grand Theft Auto Five a ten and a half. It, probably, <laughs> if they could give it a ten and a half, they would. Right. Okay. I wouldn't say I'm not big on the score. Um, you're right. I'm not big on the score, but it's it, for for consumers. It's it's an easy way to curate, you know, what you should be playing and what you shouldn't. Right. And you know, whether it's a good thing or not, it is like. A lot of people don't have time to keep up with all this stuff. Right. And I'm just as guilty as the next person of looking at a review score for, you know, the Metacritic score and saying, well, you know, whether whether this Metacritic is reflective of how I feel about, will feel about this game or not is beside the point. I mean, it's not beside the point, but, you know, I don't have enough time to figure out whether I really should play these games or not. I don't have enough time to read all the reviews and see what people have to say about them. Um, it, it might suck, but, you know, that's the world that we live in. Right. Yeah, and I, 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 I've always been of the mindset that if you can find a reviewer or a site of reviewers that kind of closely mirror your tastes in gaming, then then you can feel confident in going by their review scores, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that's that's kind of what I was doing for a while. GameSpot was really close to my, my thoughts on video games, but they've kind of... We've kind of gone our separate ways since I, I started doing this podcast. You know, I've, I've gained a little more critical of an eye for for games uh, of my own so i haven't i haven't taken their scores with 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 much lately but still destructoid and and polygon i i usually uh find myself agreeing Very with yes yeah, so way. yeah i tend i tend to agree with polygon as well so. yeah so that's an endorsement from three of us anyway yeah uh yeah i absolutely rare. love the game i'm not gonna score it yet i'll, I'll probably give it a score next week but uh, absolutely, I've loved every just about every minute of it. You know, it's 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 really really good. So I was kind of disappointed that Eric wasn't going to be on because I knew the way we talked about it would convince him to get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. Well, I'll tell him to listen. I'm sure he will listen. Yeah. So he's been better about listening to us than I have. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's the only one that does. Right. I have to a little bit for the for the show notes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts? Saints Row 4. Ah, great game. Yep. Uh, highly recommended from us, right? We'll be probably talking about it more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I plan on spending 50 probably hours on it. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I do want to throw it out there for Game of the Year contender. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, you know, between this and probably Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Same so with far me. for me. And The Last of Us are the three that I have yeah, for yeah. that right now. Didn't play that. So. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and be back with what we played this week right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 109 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played this week segment. Now, I'm going to have you start, Will. Uh, you played Saints Row the Third leading up to the release of Saints Row Four, so I want to hear your thoughts on that. Seeing as how this is kind of the Saints Row episode, so okay. Well, um, I actually started playing Saints Row I think Friday night and played through on the weekend and actually beat it. All right. Hey. So yeah, here's my fourth game that I beat. Nice work. 
Um, I, Good job, slacker. Thank you. <laughs> I had initially planned on just playing, you know, a little bit um, and not beating it, but I got so into it. I ended up putting 20 hours in on a weekend mm-hmm. to beat it, and I just had so much fun with it. But, um, you know, it's... After we had talked about, like, when I first played it on the PC, about how insane it was, like, the opening segment is you robbing a bank, and then it going wrong, and the next thing you know, you're skydiving out of an airplane. How amazing was that opening sequence? It was incredible. Not many, like, sequences in a video game, like, starting sequences can be topped, or can be like like that, and that one will never be topped. Like, even in Saints Row 4, like, I don't know if the Saints Row opening sequence, uh, the fourth one is as good as the third, but the fourth one is still, I don't, that's hard to top. Yeah, I don't I don't think Saints Row 4 intro was as good as Saints Row the, the third, third intro, but it, it was still good. Yeah. But I don't think you can top that intro for for the beginning <laughs> of a video game. That was probably one of the things when they started, like, well, how are we going to be able to top that? But, yeah, uh, because they would be skydiving and they'd crash through the windshield of an airplane and then they'd fight and shoot people <laughs> and then jump out the back of the airplane with no parachute, crash through another airplane and, and grab a parachute. Like, <laughs> You 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 had Shandy and you dropped her. Yeah, you just dropped Shandy because <laughs> you had to do some fighting, and then you <laughs> flew down and caught her. And oh my god, it was, it was awesome. Amazing. But uh, I didn't do very much side stuff in uh, that that one. I just wanted to get through the main story and stuff like that. And you know, I was playing it, and I just had so much fun with it because it was so insane. Like once you capture the um, uh, the syndicate building. You know your home, your HQ, yeah. And you're having that party where all the like the strippers are there, yeah. and then they end up trying to kill yeah. uh, Z- uh, Zemos and uh, Oleg and everybody. <laughs> and like you have a big fight, and you're like killing all the, the strippers. Yeah. <laughs> I just was, I, <laughs> it was so much fun, and like like one of the I get the Act Three. You're defending from Stag, uh-huh. and you're oh. shooting rocket launchers from the top, destroying yeah. like the stag vehicles and stuff like that and all, all that stuff. And another moment that I thought was great, I can go on the spoilers with this one because it's been out. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Okay. So. Well, towards the end of the game, when you do the wrestling with Kilbane and you and Angel go to wrestle him, and oh Angel God. ends up getting like his butt kicked and he gets thrown out of the ring and he yeah. starts getting beat up by all the other ones. And he, you're in a wrestling gear and you grab the chainsaw and you start chainsawing through all the other enemies yeah. and like the people who are commentating are like oh this is so gross and you're just cutting through and blood and guts is going everywhere yeah oh my god because you're called like good. the steel steelport mass massacre yeah. or something like that <laughs> i was just playing through it and i was just laughing so oh, hard through the entire game so good it was just so great yeah um i had fun do- doing the wait what's that Corey? how many hours did it take you to beat it um I I put twenty into it. I did some side uh, side stuff, but uh, yeah, I had twenty hours into it when I finally finished it. Damn! So yeah, I had like forty, and I didn't beat it. Yeah, I was, I was doing a lot of side stuff though. I I was at thirty, like thirty five hours when I beat it, and I played it for a little while afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm up to forty now. After you know, I haven't hundred percented everything, but mm-hmm. pretty close. So, I, I mean, Saints Row the Third was a game that I played, and I thought it was awesome, but I never went back to it, and because Saints Row Four was coming out, I was like, I should probably play through it, because I was interested in... Get, I was definitely getting Saints Row Four because I've heard great things from it, so I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I might as well just play the Third, and I got so into it. Yeah. And I just enjoyed every minute of it. I liked a lot of the characters, like the guy, uh, Zemos, who talks with the auto-tune. He yeah. puts the thing there, and he just talks in auto-tune. <laughs> it's on his cane. Yeah. <laughs> his, his pimp cane. Yeah. 
Um, is, is he is he in Saints Row 4 at all? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't come across him yet. There's some characters, I don't know, that are in, like, Oleg, uh, Angel, and Viola are the ones that nobody's really sure on yet. Oleg was in it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, because yeah. the, in the opening, that guy was running up to you to say, Mr. President, I love yeah. you, and he just yeah. kicked him in yeah. the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they have that with their, uh, where are they? What movie do they want to watch? Nighthawk? Night something. Night, night, night. Nightblade? Nightblade. Nightblade. The vampire yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, because that guy was talking about it, and the, I don't know if I was in Saints Row the Third or Four, and he's like, nobody wants to watch that stupid vampire movie, and it just reminded me of Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he's like, it's not a vampire movie, it's more than that. But uh, Saints Row the Third was just so awesome. I had so much fun playing it, and, you know, pretty much everything in Saints Row Four is present in, from Saints Row Third, um, the Third. Just with superpowers in the new one, and yeah. you know, it's just a great game. I had so much fun with it, and yeah. it was it was a blast. Yeah. I'm glad I played it. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. I laughed hysterically when he came in. The I didn't expect him to even yeah. make an appearance because you you do the zombie fight for yeah. him. Yep. Yeah. Burt Reynolds is just the mayor. Oh, so good. Yeah, it was just it was great. That's why Croc cracked my top five of list, top five games of all time list. Was when Burt Reynolds came no, in? No, just because it's so good. Yeah. I, I couldn't keep it out of my top five favorite games list. And it doesn't take its foot off the acceleration for the crazy stuff that no, happens. No, because you think, like, how can the game ever live up to this intro sequence in Saints Row the Third? But it, it absolutely does. It, it, like, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it, so good. It really does. And, yeah, it was a great game. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd probably give it a nine yeah. out of ten. That's how much I liked it. Yeah. I had a blast. Um, so that's the first thing I played. <laughs> Uh, the next thing, I, next two things, really, me and Corey could talk about together, um, is Payday Two and Plants vs Zombies Two. Uh-huh. Which one do you want to do first, Corey? Uh, let's do Payday. Payday. All right, you want me to? St- I'll start this one, and you can start the Plants vs Zombies because you probably played that more than I did. Yeah, and the only Payday I played was when I played with you. Okay, yeah, I have like seven or eight hours in that. So I forgot what day it was. I think it was like Thursday. Um, me and Corey and one of my friends decided to play some Payday together, and we streamed it. So um, Corey had just started out in the game, so he had no uh, – you had nothing yet, right? Nothing. Absolutely. I didn't even know how to how to make a character. I didn't even know <laughs> if I needed to make a character. Yeah, you are just kind of – you're like, what do I do? And me and Johnny are like, oh, I think you can't really do too much. So basically you were just kind of starting out to be there. And our first heist no, we did – No, I was the lookout. Well, that's – what your role you guys became. made me be the lookout. That's what happened after. We can we weren't sure what to have you do the first couple heists, the bank stuff. Somehow I was the younger brother. <laughs> yeah, to be the lookout. Yeah. Well, because one of the heists we did uh, was we were doing uh, stealing from an art gallery, and we got on top. At of night, the, it was closed. Yeah, and there was just security guards, and we all got on top of the roof, and there were like skylights up up top. Um, and what happened was, is because Corey didn't have a silencer on his gun, he couldn't shoot anybody, but me and Johnny did. So what we did is we opened the skylights and dropped down into the, the thing to start stealing from, you know, the, the, the paintings. I think we needed six paintings or something like that, and we weren't really sure how we were going to go about it. We figured out a way, but we got caught before we could do it. But uh, Corey, we left Corey on top, looking out to tell us if any security guards were coming into mm-hmm. the room. Because he couldn't, I mean, he was only, like, level one or two. He didn't have a silencer. Yeah, he wasn't sure what skill tree he was going to go under. Uh-huh. Um, well, I was going to say, yeah, actually, Chase came into our thing mid-game, too, uh-huh. to help us out. Cool. Because we got busted. 
Oh, really? Yeah, and we were just fighting, and all of a sudden it paused and said, uh, multi-directional is joining your game. Uh-huh. And then he came in, and, I mean, he's much better than all of us at, right. at like, every game. So right. he, he I, thought was, he, I thought he was the reason we got busted. No, uh, Johnny got caught on camera. Oh. Yeah, we couldn't. We didn't get the um, uh, the key card in time. Because what, what what you try to do is you try to get the key card and go into the security room and take out the cops. So the security cameras, there, you know, nothing happens with them anymore because they can't sound the alarms because there's no guy in there. Right. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to take out the cops and bag the corpses and hide the corpses and like you know the nooks and crannies of the room and move around and steal the paintings. But we had a problem was there was only three players. So the fourth player, which was the computer, his name was Chains. He's one of the characters in that, which me and Johnny... Two Chains. Yeah, we call him Two Chains, which is a rapper <laughs> name because he's, he's a black character. Okay. So we, we just call him Two Chains. But um, he's just standing outside smoking a cigarette while me, Corey, and Johnny were doing the heist. And what happened is me and Johnny dropped down into the building to steal the paintings and what happened is you had to throw it one way you could do it was to throw it on top of a like a like a shelf and if Corey was on top of that shelf he could have threw it back on top of the roof where i could have been or like two chains could have been to grab the bag and take it back to the van so mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been caught but since me and johnny were already down there um and we didn't have that fourth player to stand on the roof to get the, the bag we had to try and go outside you know break out in that way but yeah. we ended up getting caught which turned into a heart like a large firefight so Corey, I want to hear your thoughts on it because I, I've, like I said, I really I've enjoyed every every minute I've played of that game too. Um, I really liked it, and uh, have have we talked about it? Is this the first time we've talked about it on the podcast? Uh yes, I think so. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, I talked okay. about the beta, but you played maybe we should it a back it up week. a little bit, give a little bit more context. Yeah, it's, probably, it's a heist, it's a heist game. Yeah, you probably should give context. It's it's a multiplayer only. Well, you can do uh, what do they call it? Off, there's an offline component, but you, if you're playing this uh, to get the most out of it, you're playing online. Mm-hmm. Um, four player, up to four player co-op. Everybody has a can play a, a certain class. Uh, you can get abilities from all the different class trees. Obviously, each class has its own whatever. Yeah, there's but, uh, there's the um, mastermind, the technician, the enforcer, and the ghost. So. Yeah, and uh, basically, uh, it, it, you're doing these heist missions, and Will can talk about a little bit more about the types of missions. But uh, you know, it's robbing a bank, or like he said, stealing from an art gallery. But rather than uh, a run and gun shooter, it's more a little bit more uh, calculated. You get uh, at the beginning of the mission, not all of them, but some of them, you get time to case the joint, and you go in in plain clothes, uh, and you can figure out where all the security guards are, all the cameras. Uh, you can look at the blueprints and everything, and I think to get the most out of the game is to take advantage of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, actually have a strategy set rather than just going and blind and doing whatever. Um, Yeah, and you just go in and and there's a certain... What's what's the word? I I mean, you could talk about it more than I can, Will, but there's certain things that everybody can do, like uh, knock out guards, uh, drill Mm -hmm. through safes. Yeah, uh, um... Like, I went into the technician skills tree because the first time I played the game, drilling is ridiculous. It takes so long in that game. Like, the drill... It like, takes, like, seven minutes for it to drill through, like, a bank vault. And seven minutes is a really long time if you got busted and you have, like, the SWAT team on you and all the security coming at you. It gets really difficult. Um, So, basically, I started upping my technician skill points to be able to drill through stuff faster, be able to drill silently, um... 
it gives less of a chance of the drill overheating, and if it does overheat, there's a chance that it'll restart by itself. So I, I went that way because Johnny went on the ghost route like to be able to bag bodies and you know dispose of them, um, place um, like jammers on like cameras and stuff like that. Um, there's the mastermind who can... He's better with uh, like tying up civilians and stuff like that. And then there's the enforcer that uh, is very intimidating. It can go in there and, you know, instantly everybody, like... Because when you go into a, a building, you, they, all the civilians in there, they're going to call the cops. So basically when you go in there, you have to go in and tell them to get down by pressing F. And they'll get down and they'll be... You know, you could tie them up and stuff like that so they won't... They can't get away. So that's, like, a way that you can um, uh, get into the banks and stuff like that. So that... I mean, they all do their own different special things. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And it's not a full price game. No, it isn't. Which is always nice. Mm-hmm. There are some elements missing from it. Um, like I talked about my nibble bits, like the safe house customization. They talk about how you can do it, but it's not in the game yet. It's not implemented. Um, so I forgot who read it somewhere, but said that uh, that they're working on that right now. And there's gonna be five DLC like packs coming with the game. And I mean, for what was it, thirty bucks, Corey? Yeah, yeah. For thirty bucks, I mean, there's a lot there to do. I mean, especially if you have friends you can play it with. Yeah, really. There's a hundred levels, I think. So, and I'm only level like twelve or thirteen. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good point, and I wouldn't recommend getting it if you don't have friends to play with. Right. Yeah, which sucks for Eric because Eric, I know Eric wanted to get it, but I mean, you're if he doesn't mind playing online with random people. I mean, that's a great idea to get it, but um, it's tough playing with the computers. They don't do anything until you have to fight. Then they'll and shoot. I, th- I think it, I think it'd be tough playing with people you didn't know because when you know the people, like you're more comfortable to work out a strategy with them and and talk about stuff and, and be on the same page than you know with random player X who thinks he knows exactly what needs to be done and yeah blows you off and yeah then there's whatever. four people all trying to do a different thing. Yeah, because this game, there's nothing better than pulling off a heist. Well, I mean, I haven't done it yet, but from what I've read, there's nothing better pulling off a heist without getting busted. It's the pursuit of the perfect heist, man. Yeah, what it's all about. Nice. It gives me an idea for my career choice. Criminal, bank robber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After playing Saints Four, <laughs> Saint, I don't think Saints Row and uh, Payday are the type of games that you know impressionable people. Because I was, I was just telling Johnny, I was like, let's get into the bank heisting business. Well, the difference with uh, Saints Row 4 is you would have to be able to conjure yourself some superpowers. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, I mean, I already started the uh, Wick Street Saints. Oh, there you go. So Nice. I mean, halfway there. Uh-huh. But uh, okay. uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, talk about a little bit different of the heist, or the different heist. There's a bank heist. That core, you did the bank heist, right, Corey? We yeah, got, that was the first one we did. Yeah, we got busted every time and killed. I think we got out once. Yeah, oh yeah, we, we got, tried it like three times. Yeah, we got out once with uh, only one bag of money, though. Which I think I had. Yeah, I think I think I think we had Corey take it because we were trying to fight off the yeah fight off everybody. But um, there's those type of heists, and each one like there's deposit boxes where you have to break through the deposit boxes, which takes a long time to lockpick. So if you're trying to fight off um. You know, a SWAT team coming after you, that's pretty difficult. But sometimes there's just, like, a table full of gold bars and, you know, money, just cash. So there's that. Um, the other ones we did, we did the art gallery. One where you're trying to steal art. There's one where you have to break into a nightclub. 
And so, you know, while people are, like, partying in the nightclub, you, you know, go in with your gang in casing mode and try and break in through the back and go into the manager's office to steal money. Um, boy. There's where you... Oh, the Russian one where you try and break through, uh, like, a, a jewelry place and try to steal a tiara. You know, an expensive tiara that's in a safe. Yeah. There's that one. There's a lot of other ones. There's, like, three-day heists where you're, like, in three different, like, instances, like, throughout a day. Like, day one will be one place, day two will be in another place, and day three will be in another one, and you're pulling off different, like, heists with that. Huh. Um, I have a question. What's that? What's with the whole safe house thing? What do you do with that? You're supposed to be able to customize it. Oh. But they, that's not in the game yet. Oh, they didn't put anything in there yet? Yeah. Uh. That That's supposedly coming in a free update, I think I heard. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, because you get the offshore bank account, and I have, like, $7 million in that, which is, that's actually, like, nothing. That's, like, very little. But I guess you can spend that, I think you can spend that money to get, you know, upgrade your safe house. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Payday, Payday 2 is pretty sweet so far. Okay. Yeah, it's different. I like it. I, I, uh, I would recommend it. Like would- I said, if you have friends who are playing it or would be interested in playing it. I had a good time. I haven't gotten back to it, and it sucks because I don't know when I'm going to get back to it now. Yeah, same here. I should have played it, like, when it came out because, I mean, I've got Saints Row now, and what's coming next week? Uh, Rayman. Rayman's next week? No, that's a week and a half. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe I do have time. But then after Rayman, it's uh, pretty much a windfall of stuff I'm going to want to play. Yeah. Yep. Summer's over, man. Yep. Ugh. Don't get me going. Okay. Plants yeah. vs. Zombies? Yeah, two. A new one came out. Corey, did you, how, how much did you play it? Sure did. Uh, I just beat the second level, the Pirate World. Oh, wow. You're way further than I am. Well, I shouldn't I shouldn't say I beat it because uh, I still have to get the proper number of keys to get to the next world. Yeah, I finished Egypt, but I don't have enough keys to uh, unlock everything there. That's where they get you. So, Plants vs. Zombies 2 went free-to-play this time around. Uh, I kind of wish they didn't, yeah, but yeah. they did. Uh, it's it's definitely more Plants vs. Zombies. There are a lot more different game modes, though, which makes it a little more fun. Um, and the whole free-to-play thing kind of has you confused because you never really know, like, is this just how the game is, or are they just trying to get me to spend money? Is Should this be this difficult? Or do they just want me to spend five dollars? Uh, I don't really know. So that kind of that whole part of it kind of sucks, but it is a good time sink. Good, good for playing on the subways. It's my mm-hmm. new subway game now. Um, I don't know what else is there to say about Plants vs Zombies too. Right, it's nothing really new. new. Yeah. It's, it's another mobile game. I mean, there's some new stuff. There's a whole uh, powers aspect of it. You can use coins to uh, actually participate in the game by uh, flicking away. There's three different powers. There's like a lightning bolt thing and you press on the the zombies and do a chain of zombies to attack them all. Uh, There is a swipe and yeah, you you swipe your finger up to flick them up in the air and then you flick them away off the screen. And those all take coins. Of course, you get coins through playing through the game, but you can also purchase them with money. Um, it's, 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 It's an EA probably you know a money grab but it's still likable uh i don't i get people's hate for the free-to-play stuff um 
but at the same time, like, I'm not really playing Plants vs. Zombies to get, like, a great game experience. I'm playing it to kill time when I'm sitting yeah. on a subway. It's something that's easy to do. So the fact that it makes me, after I beat the level, go back and beat a bunch of levels over again to get enough stars to advance the next world doesn't really bother me because, like... I'm just doing, you know, it's 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 playing a mindless level and then playing a mindless level. You know, it's not great. You know, if it gives me more more to uh, feel like I'm I'm achieving, then then good. You know, yeah. more to do. And right. it's it's a fifty, it's under fifty megabytes, but you get a ton of gameplay out of it. I, I don't know. I'm not really bothered by the whole free to play stuff. Okay. Have, have you spent any money yet? No, I and I, nor will I. Same here. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's new plants and stuff, and, and I do like how they do the whole world thing, and it's like Mario 3 in that you can go to different levels and unlock different parts to get different plants. And just about everything is unlockable by playing the game. There's very few things that you need to spend money on to have. Yeah. So, eh, you know, plants for zombies. Okay. Yep. That's the gist. Did you play anything else, Will? I think that's it. Okay. What about you, Corey? I uh, played and beat Mikey Hooks. Oh, hey. I got... I didn't know what you guys would count for me beating it. It's the platformer, the I, the mobile platformer I talked about last week. Um, I didn't know what you guys would constitute me beating it, so I did beat the game. I also got three stars on all the levels, and I also got all the coins in all the levels, so I think that counts as, as yeah, beating it. Yeah, pretty much for that is if you beat the story. Right? I don't know, because... It, probably just to beat the story i probably could have done it in like two hours oh okay that's kind of bs i think i put like seven hours all together in it that's enough um well i figured if anyone had something to say about it it'd be eric so oh <laughs> yeah but i figured you know getting all the stars and all the levels and all the coins and the levels would be enough to yeah appease him but yeah there is there's a lot going on in that game a lot of extra stuff the game itself is really easy but it is it is uh trying to get all the coins and all the levels and trying to get three stars and all the levels which is based on time um, how fast you beat the level. Uh, that's what really makes it fun and a little more difficult. And I had a good time with it. I, I still recommend it. I think it's only a dollar or two if you're looking for a fun little platformer. But since I beat that, um, Plants vs. Zombies 2 is my new subway game. I used to. It sucks because I used to read books on the subway, and that was such a good time for me to read books. But ever since we started doing this competition for playing games... You just play games. Yeah. I just play games because I'm just so thirsty for this victory. <laughs> Do we decide on what the winner's going to get? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Pride is all I want. Pride? Okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, down, I'm down for pride. Yeah. I'm going to sabotage Eric. You know what I wanted to do, though? I was thinking about this while I was taking a poop the other day. I don't poop think that's up. related to it at all, but I thought it would be fun to, like, at the beginning of the year, we all pick a game for everybody to beat. Like, you know, us three will get together and pick a game that Eric has to beat at some point in the year. Oh, God. Yeah. Just to get each of us to play something we'd never, ever play otherwise. Yeah. Well, I think we could be fun. I think we talked about that for next year's four in February, right? Like, you pick a game for yourself, and then everybody else in the in the group picks a game for you to beat, and that's your four games. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about that is it's such a constrained amount of time to right, play, right? And, and look at how much luck I had playing games I didn't really want to play. Yeah, like if, if someone picked Dark Souls for me, that might take me eighty hours to beat, you know, and a yeah. lot of anger and mental illness, right? So. That's why if it's if it's just one game, okay. your goal is to beat it at some point in the year. That's fair. Well, yeah, we can do that. I don't know. Write, write, it, da- write it down. Otherwise, we're going to forget it. 
We're gonna forget it anyway. Yeah, we will. I'll forget where I wrote it down. You know what? I'll put it. On, I'll put it on our our list of beat games. Jake says Dead Island for Eric. Dead, Dead Island. <laughs> that's a great idea. Uh, uh, that is a good idea. I'll put beat one game in a year. Did you play anything else, Corey? Yeah, I played and beat the bridge. Hey, Corey. Which is the the platformer? Uh, it's this competition, man. I I get these. I get this this hunger for beating games now. I think you're slaughtering everybody. Well, maybe Eric beat a few. He was only what three behind. He's more now than he's that now. Five. Yeah, five, six. He was four behind. Now he's six. Um, I, I I'm a little little bit cooler on the bridge now than I was when we played it last week. There is there's only Eric and I were kind of concerned that there was only three chapters. It turns out there's only four chapters. But then after you beat the four chapters, it goes into what's called mirrored mode and it's all the same levels, but they're more difficult versions of them. Um so I did beat the mirror all the mirrored mode levels too. And I will admit I did have to look one of them up. Oh, um, that happens. Yeah, that does. It, well, the thing is is it was one of those things that I, I had spent like an hour trying to figure out how to beat this level and I'm like this is ridiculous and uh, I forget who who's re- I was reading one somebody's review for it I can't remember what website it was on but they made a good point and I couldn't really put my finger on why I wasn't liking Mirrored World as much but it gets too trial and error-y oh, okay. um, which for a puzzle game kind of sucks Yeah. because you like to feel like you can figure it out um just by looking at it without throwing all these attempts at it and seeing what works and what doesn't right and it is it's a lot of uh trial and error and in the the solution isn't apparent unless like the only way to figure out the solution is by like you said trying a bunch of different things over and over again until you you sort of you sort of see one that looks like it might work uh and that kind of frustrates me um what was i gonna say no i forget but anyway i don't really recommend it for ten dollars anymore Okay. Uh, for that reason, it it is it is one of the more difficult puzzle games I've ever played. Um, oh yeah, I was going to bring up Escape Goat. One of the reasons I liked Escape Goat so much was because it was the single screen. There was no scrolling or anything, so you could look at everything right in front of you. Um, and the bridge is like that too. But at the same time, like the puzzles in Escape Goat were were such that you could. Well, there's also a platforming aspects, so I guess that's not a very good example. But anyway, if you're making a puzzle game. You want to make your players feel smart, not lucky. Right. Yeah. Okay. Makes um, sense. Skyrim. Oh, I booted yeah. up Skyrim. I've heard of Skyrim. For the first time in a long time. Uh, Legendary Edition on my on my PC. Uh, I made a stealth character. I want to make like just like a really good dual wielder. Just does a ton of damage, no defense. Um, I don't know. What What can I say about Skyrim that hasn't already been said? Right, but uh, yeah, it does suck you right in. I had a great time with it. Do you plan on using any mods? Or no, lo- I don't think so. Lo- I, lo- I still don't mods. feel like I've given it the time it deserves. Okay. Uh, I forget what town I was in. It's the southernmost town in the middle. White Run map. No, it's right at the southern, right at the bottom. Oh, uh, R- Riften. Riften. No. The it's on the Fal- uh, Fal- it's Falkrith Southwest. I think it's Falk Falk Falkrith Falk Falkrith Falk, Falk something like that. Falkrith. Yeah, whatever it is. But I went to 
was just putzing around at night, and there was this dude in a graveyard, and he's like, hey, go retrieve this thing for me. It would really make me happy. And I did, and he gave me a lot of money, and I found, like, magical equipment while I was doing it. I was like, god damn, this game's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a great game. Do you like it better on PC? It looks a lot nicer, huh? Yeah, yeah, it definitely looks a lot nicer. And I don't even have the texture patch. Okay. Texture patch, which I should get. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because I have everything on Ultra all the way, and there is a little bit of stutter when a lot's going on. Yeah. Which maybe I don't need the texture patch. Okay. Or maybe it's optimized so that it doesn't really affect performance. I don't know, but that's it for me. Okay. In Saints Row. Right. A lot of Saints Row. Yeah. Okay. Mucho. All right. Uh, this week I played Rogue Legacy, which I finally beat. Woo-hoo! How long? Thank you. Uh, it took me twenty hours. Okay. Oh. So in between. So I was right in between Eric and and Corey, like I, like I thought I would. Um, but at about fifteen hours, I had had enough of Rogue Legacy. <laughs> uh, it just felt like I I wasn't getting anywhere. You know, I I was in the le- like hundreds for levels and. So I, I spent a couple, maybe two hours, just grinding out money and and upgrading my skills. I I don't know what level I ended up getting to before I I, I finally made a concerted effort because I had only beat two bosses still at that point. At like eighteen hours, I had still only beat two bosses, and Corey beat it at what thirteen hours? Yeah. And I was talking to Eric, and Eric said he wasn't even level one hundred when it, when he beat it, and I was level like one fifteen or one twenty. It's like, well, what the what am I doing wrong? So. Um, at about 18 hours, I just made a concerted effort to beat the bosses. So I needed to beat the boss in the tower and the boss, uh, in the dungeons below. So I, you know, I, I would lock down the castle. I, I kept locking down the castle and, you know, working my way up to the, to the boss in the tower, uh, and beat him. He actually, the, the big fireball guy, he wasn't, wasn't that difficult after I had had a couple attempts at it. I, I thought I wasn't even close to being ready because I would have a hard time getting there. But really, like, once you can tra- teleport yourself to the boss, you know, you you can pretty much go there with full health. So mm-hmm. and it took me a few tries. Uh, so so I beat him, and then I, you know, had a really hard time finding where the, the boss in the underground was because everything there just, you know, I kicked my butt. So it's like i'm never going to beat this guy but he actually ended up being easier than the the boss in the tower it was the big blob that turned into a bunch of little blobs <coughs> excuse me he actually was relatively easy i beat him on the second or third try so i'd had all the bosses beat and, and went to beat the uh the last boss which um i thought i was going to beat him on like my second try i had the like the perfect character i had a a it was a barbarian Bar, uh, barbarian king with gigantism and hypergonadism so he was <laughs> he was huge and and he would knock back with your hit so i would trap the boss against the wall and just keep pounding him um and i almost beat it i got one hit away and then i died and then i spent the next 50 guys trying to beat him never could <laughs> beat him uh but i ended up beating him with lady priscilla the 13th who was a level 133 paladin yeah. So I was at level 133 when I beat it. Do you remember what level you were, Corey? No. Okay. Um, I don't at all. I feel like I was on the high side because, like I said, Eric told me he was right around level 100 or under level 100 when he beat it. Yeah, I, th- I think I was in the 90s. Okay. So I was, I don't know, maybe I just sucked at the game, but. 
I think I think you, you it's it, I think you sort of luck into figuring out what you need to do. Yeah. Um, I it got to the point where I was just doing money runs. Yeah. And then, like you said, like you just make a concerted effort to fight the bosses. Yeah. And you kind of can tell like if you're close. Yeah. Uh, then you might want to just keep locking down the castle and keep trying with different different characters. But uh, and- if you're not close, then you you realize you know like you just need to get some more gold and level up some and. Yeah. And at one point, you you just hope you have a decent character to fight him with. Like you know, I never liked using the lich or the um, or the the spelunkers. Uh, even like for money runs, I I never liked using those characters. The lich was pretty much worthless to me. Uh, spelunkers were okay, uh, you know, with, under certain circumstances to make money. But I I preferred the barbarian for making money because they had a lot of health. So. Yeah, uh, like I said, at, at about the 15th hour, I was ready to be done with it. Um, it was a really good game. I don't want to take anything away from it, but, you know, if it had been, if if it had only taken me, like, 13 or 14 hours, I probably would have had a higher opinion of it. But still, it's a really good game, really tight controls, uh, interesting interesting uh, take on the, on the platformer, you know, roguelike platformer, so... There's Rogue Legacy, and I finally was ad- able to add another game onto to my list of beat games. So, uh, the other game I played was Crusader Kings Two. Now, this yeah. one I do plan on putting on. I've never my, heard of it. Never heard of it. I've only spent 91 hours playing it. Woo. Um, <laughs> I, I plan on uh, carrying this dynasty through to the end of the game, uh, and that'll be my quote unquote beating it. Uh, I, it's the year fourteen something, and I'm I think I'm like eleven fifty, year eleven fifty maybe. Starting you're it, still it, alive. Yeah, starting in the late eight eight. It started at like uh, the year eight eighty, I think. So I've gone almost over three hundred years, <coughs> or almost three hundred years. So I uh, yeah, I was going along fine until my. I was starting to, I moved out of Ireland and started to conquer parts of Spain, and I conquered the Kingdom of Brittany, which is northwestern France. Uh, I conquered that, and the Kingdom of Lyon, which was in Spain. So I was starting to move into the mainland, and and I had a king who was very young when he died, and and his only heir was a female heir. And she was only like nine years old, and I got got left with a nine-year-old female heir, and everybody rebelled. Um, so I had to fight off a huge rebellion. So I actually jettisoned the kingdom of Brittany and the kingdom of uh, Leon and, and you know gave them back to their rulers so I could concentrate myself on, on fighting off the civil war that was in Ireland and Wales and, and my, my parts of Scotland that I had. It must have hurt a any, little bit. Uh, any relatives at all? No, like, estranged uncles that helped out or anything? No, they don't help out. They have the, they're a lot of times the ones that start the civil wars. Oh, uh, good family. Well, they're they're enforcing their claim on the on the throne so so they rebel uh, i think one of them one of them was in Wales. i think was like the 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 duke of wales um was one of the ones that started because i i have con- complete control of the kingdom of wales so yeah there was a lot of rebellion that i that i ended up suppressing but i had to get rid of my my mainland europe kingdoms and i'll have to try and try get and win them, back. win them back eventually but yeah, still going strong. I, I was able to have have you know continue on and, and have some heirs. So I have a male heir. So if anything happens to my my current ruler, who queen? I don't remember what her name is. I've had so many characters, you know. 
in three or what is it? What did I say? Well, like th- a little over three hundred years. Um, yeah. One, one of my kings actually lived to be in their late nineties. Holy crap! And actually, his or no, late eighties. It was he was like eighty eight or eighty nine when he died, and his son, who was supposed to be the heir, died actually before that that old guy. <laughs> uh, b- before the old guy kicked the bucket, so the <laughs> the kingdom went to his grandson. So that was good. Because what, hap- what happens with, you know, your kingdom tends to fall apart a lot quicker if, if you have someone that dies shortly after the previous guy died. Because <laughs> you don't have enough time to consolidate your power and mm-hmm. bribe all your vassals. So You should uh, you should write fan fiction for Crusader Kings 2, <laughs> It's really it would sound a lot like history. Well, yeah, that's just it. And I, I think I talked a little while ago, like, you it doesn't make it okay but you can kind of understand why people had their spouses and fathers and kids like killed to preserve their power like or like, incest or incest yeah to, to, yeah I, well i don't know about that do they do that is that in crusader kings too yeah Ooh. you can actually it's actually frowned upon by a lot of people but you can do it it is done yep are there so. are there situations where that would work in your favor uh, probably. I'm just not really aware. You hadn't no. done it. No, no. Um, I had my my character had a fling with a distant relative Ooh. that resulted in a child. <laughs> <laughs> but but the 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 distant relative she ended up uh, being able to convince her husband that it was his. So there was no no negative. And uh, no negative. Uh, um, uh, sounds feeling, like Game of Thrones. Yeah, a little bit. Well, there's a very good Game of Thrones mod for the for Crusader Kings too. So, yeah, uh, I don't know when I'm going to get to finish my th- thing. I'm pretty heavily into Saints Row Four, so I'll be just playing that for a while now. But probably in September, I'll be able to finish up Crusader Kings 2 and quote-unquote beat it, even though it doesn't really have a beating. And actually what's cool about Crusader Kings 2 is you can transfer you can transfer your game in Crusader Kings 2 to Europa Universalist 4 and oh. just continue on your continue on your merry way, which is really awesome, that, I think. That is pretty cool. That's sweet. So I'll probably be doing that, too, and so I can spend another couple hundred hours playing Europa Universalist. Dan, uh, I'm going to send you my... Uh... HBO Go account login so you can watch Game of Thrones. I I do want to watch that. So, uh, and then the other other game I played a little Pikmin three. Oh. Um, I wanted I've been wanting to get back to it, but I've been playing. I wanted I had to finish Rogue Legacy. I finished. I was lucky enough to finish Rogue Legacy this weekend. Uh, so I played a little Pikmin before Saints Row came out. I think it was Monday, like afternoon. I finished Rogue Legacy. I didn't want to sink a ton of time into Crusader Kings because once I play that, I'm pretty much glued to my computer for hours. Um, so I played a little Pikmin three. I actually beat the first boss, which was cool. Um, but yeah, still really enjoying that game. I'll get back to that one more in, in September too. Once uh, once Saints Row four is done and Crusader Kings two is done, I'll sit settle down with Pikmin three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really like that so far too. And that's all I have to talk about that I played. So, do we want to go right into? Do we want to take a break, or do we want to go right into feedback and uh, roundtable? Uh, can we just take a quick two-minute break? Yeah, we can take a quick break. 
Uh, literally, it'll only, I only need like two minutes. Okay. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with Feedback and Roundtable right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 109 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Um, yeah, we are now in our feedback and roundtable segments, so uh, we'll get right into feedback. Uh, we were kind of trying to uh, coax some people's thoughts out on, on Saints Row 4 and, and Grand Theft Auto 5 and, and uh, you know who's going to get what and why. So uh, Chase, or multi-direct on Twitter, says, Honestly, Saints Row 4 looks pretty mad and GTA, GTA 5 looks pretty sweet, but I'll wait and see. Uh, let's see, where else? Who's that? Uh, okay. Uh, this is oh, what the heck? I'm having some technical difficulties here on, with Dan. my tablet. I know, with my tablet. Okay. Jeepers. All right. Uh, and then on Facebook, uh, Dave in Boston says, "I'm fifty-fifty on Saints Row Four. If I get it, I will wait a while on GTA Five until the multiplayer opens up." Now he ended up uh, actually messaging us uh either on twitter or facebook later and saying that he's really glad he got it and that he really likes it so yeah uh and then ryan and glad for him yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely uh ryan ryan and iowa says i'll probably do both of them eventually so um but yeah you you heard it from us that uh absolutely uh, saints row four good stuff yeah very awesome uh thumbstick athletes tweeted must yeah tweeted thanks for those Thanks to those who tuned in to watch us play Payday 2. Ideally, we'll get more interactive as we figure this stuff out. Uh, Michael Minnesota says, It's fun to see a little of the game. I might have to pick it up. Uh, and if you do, at least on PC, I'm sure Will and Corey would be happy to play oh, with yeah. you. We'll play. So, Just let me know so, when. We're all we're all buds on uh, the, the... We have a Steam... How does it work? Steam Facebook group? Or Steam... What is it called? I think group. Group, yeah. Steam group. Yeah. For for the podcast, you can see who's who's on, you know, related to the podcast. Both us and then and then our our fans and listeners are in there too. So join. The, I uh, well, I, I think I think he's in it though. Yeah, he is in it. Okay, I thought so. Um, and then uh, also from Michael Minnesota, that was the last one I read, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm losing my place here. I got a copy of Crusader Kings 2 when I bought Europa Universalist 4. Any of you guys or listeners want it? Anybody? Wait, do you, what do we want? Copy of Crusader Kings 2. Ugh. You already have it, right, Corey? No. I thought or you did. did. I get it? I think you did got I buy it. it? I, I think th- so. thought you did, yeah. I also have a copy, an extra copy of Crusader Kings 2. Maybe I bought it. So. I don't know. Well, well, we'll figure it out, and we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. Um, it's, a, it's a game I think people should play, especially if you like strategy games. I, you know, I don't know. Corey wasn't huge on it, but I absolutely love it. So, Crusader Kings? Yeah. Well, let's be fair. What? You didn't... I, I, I acknowledge the greatness of it, but I also said that for me to put the time into it to enjoy it would be too much. Yeah. Well, I... You know, it's got like a twenty-hour learning curve, so yeah. yeah, it's it's no small feat to even learn how to play, play that it. game. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I need like a thirty-second learning curve, right? Anymore, right? I 
Rhino Nevermore 88 on Twitter says, every time you start to talk about a game, you save the title once, I miss it, then it's referred to at, referred to it or the game the after. Game. <laughs> uh, we've actually had someone talk, uh, chastise, or not chastise. Nope, that wouldn't be the word. No. Um, chide Circumcise us. us. Yes. <laughs> chide us. Chide. Uh, we got reprimanded for this before. And we we actually made a uh, concerted effort to to do that for a little while and then forgot about it. So we're actually we we'll, we'll try to do that again. Um, at least say what game we're talking about when we finish talking about it. Maybe um, right. That's definitely something we should start doing because I I agree. You know we do, we yeah, after we do, we do, do say what game we played. <laughs> we don't you you know at least not consciously make an effort to re say what game it is. Uh, so yeah. you know sometimes we might accidentally quote-unquote mention it yeah yeah we'll we'll definitely have to make a more more concerted effort to say that because especially since someone brought it up a long time ago um did we do a good job today i don't remember no probably probably not (laughs) i don't think it's natural that for us to mention the game after we first say it oops you know so so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do a better job of doing that absolutely yeah um let's see uh ryan and iowa says i ponied up and put my money where my mouth has been and pre-ordered Black Flag for the 360 since I won't be getting a PS4 until January. So, uh, Black Flag. It's looking good. I'll give you that. Nah. But I'm still going to, I'm going to hold off. Am I the one hater on that? No. On the podcast? No, I'm, I'm, I'm still a hater. Still a hater, okay. But I'm, I'm an open-minded hater. Yeah, I've already shut it out. Right. Maybe I shouldn't. I know Corey's really excited for it. Right, Corey? Uh, can can I also be an open-minded hater? Sure. Cool. Sure. I'm I'm, but at the same time, I'm cautiously out, cautiously optimistic. I'm just hoping they 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 fix the control issues with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of games that are coming out early for the new systems. At least, not ones that I'm going to be buying. So, you know, if I, if I'm starved for a game purchase, I may may get it. You know. Because uh, I, I, I'm getting two games at launch for the PS4, so. Which two are they again? Killzone and uh, uh, Watch Dogs. Ah, that's right. Okay. So I may, you know, I may want something else and, and end up getting Black well, Flag too. Well, I also have Knack and Battlefield. If you'd like to borrow those too, so. I'll probably borrow Knack. I don't know that I'll care about Battlefield. Battlefield. Yeah. But. I don't blame you. Yeah. Okay. Uh. We asked on Facebook, any announcements out of Gamescom? Has anyone excited? Price drops, new games, partnerships, and Idaho Jake said Rogue Legacy for PS4. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rogue Legacy is great. Don't do like I did and take a really long time to beat it. Uh, you know, you, if you put in like 15 hours, you should be able to get, get a good amount of time out of it. One of the best tips I actually read was... Uh, no matter what kind of character you you have, you know, even if you're stuck playing as a crappy character that you don't want to play, uh, still try to gather as much money as you can. I spent a lot of time just screwing around in the beginning, and not, you know, if I had a character that I didn't really want to play, I didn't really try very hard. Uh, definitely, just you know, no matter what, try to make as much money as you can. That'll help cut down your your playing time. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, on to email. Uh, this is from Nark from our email. You guys know I'm a fan of the podcast. However, I think you can get a bit carried away with the sports chat. I like my sports as much as the next guy, but perhaps you could offer us an edited version of the podcast that cuts to the chase. Games, gaming, gamers. 
for the outdoor and thumbstick athletes. I'm sure the Greater Than Two Hour podcast that discusses both topics is an entertainment mecca, but us pasty white game vampires only have so much time before the sun comes out. We need our gaming podcast a bit more concise. After all, we have more games to play than there is time. I agree. We do sometimes get get carried away with the sports chat. I sometimes of, we'll go like twenty minutes talking something. Yeah, about sports. yeah. A lot of the times though, we do get asked. Yeah, if, if we get asked, we'll definitely respond. But like a lot of times during our weeks, we'll we'll spend sports. quite a bit of time on yeah. sports. Maybe see, I would like to have maybe sports talk be in, in a hangover episode, so we can get out more, you know, hangovers. Yeah, and because I, I would uh, go ahead, Corey. I, I kind of like the idea of just doing it after the the at the very end of the episode, you know? Oh yeah, yeah like stay- after the after the outro music plays. Yeah, and then have that our way, sports you know, talk. you can listen up until you don't want to hear about sports. Yeah, that's a good idea. To have it kind of lumped into one like one, right in the one middle setting. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I agree. Uh we d- <laughs> we can get carried away very easily. Uh talking about anything really, but you know, sports especially cuz it's it's something we all Yeah, it's especially all hockey we all care a, a lot about. about so yeah. But yeah, I know I, I I can definitely understand your your point of view, and we'll we'll see what we can do. Um, yeah, I, I, I I'm with you on that. Um, there's like, a lot of I listen to video game podcasts, and I get annoyed when they kind of stray too far off topic for too long. Right, right. Especially if it's something you don't care about, you're like, just move Dude, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh, definitely take that in consideration. We'll, we'll we'll keep you posted on what we end up figuring out. But I I mean I like Corey's idea at the end of the episode after the outro, having our sports, sports talk and yeah. yeah. If you don't want to listen, you don't have to. You know, at the end that that's the end of the the gaming stuff, and we can talk about sports or maybe occasionally have a hangover where we talk about sports too. Yeah. Well, we got the fantasy football league too, so that's another good spot to talk about the league and you know matchups and stuff. Oh yeah, so, yeah. If we so. do. Yeah, if we do ha- separate hangovers on it. Yeah. Okay. We actually we actually just work for the NHL, and this is a, a form of uh, advertising, exper- experimental marketing. <laughs> We're trying to turn a bunch of uh, what did he say? Pasty white nerds uh, into hockey fans. Pasty white game vampires. Yeah, pasty white game vampires into hockey fans. Which I am. I'm a pasty white game vampire, but also a pasty white armchair quarter athlete. Wouldn't be quarterback. Just Dan, there's there's one way to cover those both. Neck you, beard. You like pizza rolls. Love pizza rolls. <laughs> that, that gets them both. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that that's actually a good suggestion. I'm sure I'm sure you're not the only one that feels that way either. That gets bored with the sports. Uh, so yeah, thank you for that. We have one more piece of feedback that this is going to be a little difficult to read, so I'm going to turn. Cause it's is not, it in a different language? No, it's on my laptop, and the writing's really small. It's in Chinese. So I have to move closer to it. All right. Uh, this is from Idaho Jake. Hey, guys, I was kind of disappointed with the Witcher 3 clock count- countdown because it was only a video. Uh, but while I, wa- while I started to watch it, I, it almost, I almost thought is – when I started to watch it, I almost thought it was a live-action trailer. It did give me a gamer boner, though. Uh, anyways, I'm interested to see what this – Everyone gone to Rapture. Uh, they only had a short trailer, but it grabbed my interest. Elder Scrolls Online is now off my list, off my buy list because of the $15 monthly fee. I would gladly pay $60 for the game if it's good. I would buy a lot of a lot of my microtransactions when I had extra cash. Uh, now do Saints. I really like it, or I really like it how they put the assassin missions and car theft missions on the map instead of hidden in your phone for you. Uh, to forget where they are. 
what are your favorite powers excluding super jump and sprint and how many cars have you driven in the game i like the i like stomp and fire blast and i drove maybe five vehicles because of the car hijacking i did get a sweet hover jet that looks like a bald eagle and a gun called america (laughs) (laughs) the gun plays patriotic music when equipped and uh (laughs) and is a flamethrower and machine gun at the same time, but you can push a button to switch it to the flamethrower and grenade launcher. Best gun ever. Well, I leave it to you guys and hope you already get, hope you already get schooled in fancy football. Ha ha ha. So, uh, let's see. Uh, does anyone know anything about everyone gone to rapture? I saw the trailer. Other than that. Yeah, I I saw the trailer. I'm actually playing it in the chat right now too. It, yeah, it, it was just, pretty much a tease there wasn't much there but uh definitely a cool concept their their tagline is uh the game starts with the end of the world huh that's kind of interesting i'll have to watch the trailer i didn't catch a trailer i just heard it like mention of it some maybe i saw it on kotaku or something or maybe no it was probably twitter where i saw people talking about it and i I didn't really know what they meant so i'll have to check that out uh the witcher 3 I'm with him. The video looks awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would have like, was it, it's a clock till till release time? No, the, the it was count- a countdown. Oh, the countdown was to the the, the video. video. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. I, I thought it was gonna be like a release day or something right. like that. So I was looking feverishly for it, but I didn't find anything. And I was like, "What's this?" And I saw the video. I was like, "That was it." The video was awesome. Yeah, though. the video was pretty sweet once I watched it. But yeah, it's really good. You should watch it. What if it was a countdown, and at the end of the countdown, they're like, the game's out. It's in stores. That'd be amazing. That'd be crazy. Go get it. That Well, that would cut into my my uh, Saints, Row. Saints Row time. <laughs> Dang it. That would be frustrating. Uh, okay. Uh, where, where, where were we? Oh, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. $15 monthly fee. How do we feel about that? That deterred me from getting it, too. Or do we, we're going to talk about that for our roundtable, right? We can talk about it now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're probably all in the same boat, right? Yeah. I was going to get it, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Yeah. I'll probably still get it. Okay. I think so. I, I'm still I'm still skeptical about this game. Um, but, yeah, so they decided to go for the subscription-based model rather than free play. Uh, I have the quote from, from, I forget the name of the guy, the creative director or whatever. Uh, which sort of made sense once I read it, and I sort of agreed with them. Um, the Elder Scrolls games are all about allowing the player to go where they want, be who they want, and do what they want. We feel that putting pay gates between the player and content at any point in the game ruins that feeling of freedom. And just having one small monthly fee for 100% access to the game that fits the IP in the game much better than a system where you have to pay for features and access as you play. Uh, I'll buy that. I don't buy it. No? No, because Guild Wars 2 doesn't have access issues in it you know pretty much anything you buy is cosmetic that's true yeah um he's he's looking at the like uh elder uh star Star wars Wars model of of the free-to-play mmorpg but which is bad it's really bad and i i after having played the game you know with with all the stuff and, and all the restrictions on it it's it's really bad but um I think Guild Wars 2 is the perfect example of how a uh you know pay, 
is it pay to play? I mean, I, I don't know what that model's called exactly, but where you just buy the game and then you you know you play it for free. There's no monthly fee, but there's microtransactions where you you can get cosmetic items or experience boosters, which is stuff that really like it only helps you so much. And anything that you get um, that you get from the gem store, you can you can just make money in the game and then transfer that money into gems to spend in the gem store. So you don't even need to spend any money if you don't want to. You just grind some gold and you can buy anything from the gem store with gold you earn in the game. I really think that's the way it should be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Corey? Yeah, honestly, I didn't I didn't think of that. Um, that, you know, they can have both. They can have the wide open Elder Scrolls world and get away with microtransactions. Yeah. Um, so do you guys think this is the right move for them? I don't know. I, I fifteen dollars a month is a lot of money. You know, four months and you already have paid for the game for a video game again. You know, that seems like a lot to me. And nowadays, and there's such good free to play MMO games like Planet Side Two and Guild Wars, which you you but you know you buy the game and then and then never play, winter play for free. Uh, never winter, and I, there's only more that are going to be coming out. You yeah, know? The Secret World's free to play too. Yeah, um, there's there's plenty of options. I don't the the thing that they have going for them that it's going to be on consoles. Um, that's the thing that interests me. And it has the name Elder Scrolls. Yeah, yeah, it's got that's Elder the, Scrolls. That's the biggest thing to me is just because it's called Elder Scrolls, people are gonna, enough people are going to buy it that the subscription model is going to work for at least a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would bet my life that they have a contingency plan they have a free-to-play something or other already set up yeah um in the event that things get out of hand that people burn through the content in the first few weeks like they did with star wars which is going to happen probably yeah yeah no matter how much stuff you have someone people are going to play through it in a couple weeks and, and be bored with it no matter what you do no matter how much content, about it. yeah. No matter how much content you start with, there's just going to be some people that that play it for 18 hours a day, you know, for weeks. There's and and these, I mean, that. these MMOs, they're still chasing the the World of Warcraft golden chalice. You know, they yeah. they see those numbers and everybody thinks that they can do that, but it was lightning in a bottle, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, even Guild Wars, which is probably one of the only truly successful. MMOs of, of recent time, am I MMORPGs? I should say. Yeah. Am I accurate in saying that? Yeah. It's like sold even, over... even there, even they're not even close to World of Warcraft's numbers. No, they sold. They only sold over. They sold over two million copies. It's been out for about a year now. Yeah. So I mean, World of Warcraft at its height had like twelve million subscribers. That's insane. So. Um. Yeah. Everybody's sort of chasing chasing that. That subscriber base, and I don't think anybody's ever going to get it. No, I would be shocked. There's so many different things you can play nowadays. You know, back then it was really there was EverQuest, there was World of Warcraft, and there might have been one other one that you could play um, that was in the fantasy type of genre. You know, Dark Ages of Camelot. Yeah, uh, there was a few small ones that popped up here and there, but they never, you know, they never. They, while they had their loyal following, they never had the commercial success that your EverQuest and and World of Warcraft did. So, yeah, I, I I agree. Um, and and also like multiplayer as a whole is changing. Everything has RPG elements nowadays, and pretty much everything is online nowadays. Yeah, which is um, unfortunate for me. Yeah, as a re- I mean, it, as a recluse who likes to play video games by themselves. Right, but I think there's there's examples of you, you, you 
like uh, Dark Souls, is, in my opinion, is a really good example of the game is only enhanced by the multiplayer aspects. Um, there's nothing bad about it. Yeah. You don't need to be online to play it, which is good. Um, but you can be, and it has it has a whole uh, online functionality, and a lot of games are going that that route. Um, where is I going with this? I have no idea. It's getting late, but <laughs> anyway, um, I'm not I'm not totally averse to the idea of them being a subscription. I think from a business standpoint, it's it's smart, at least initial initially. And like I said, I can guarantee you they have a contingency plan. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will agree with you, Dan. I didn't I did not think about you know the guild wars 2 model in that everything can be open and accessible and um without there being paywalls yeah. to to experience the content yeah and didn't didn't we i think i saw somewhere that they are going to have microtransactions and a subscription fee i don't know if the microtransactions are going to be like cosmetic items too but it's probably <laughs> capitalize on both yeah which to me is awful it's off my list now I, I i don't think i'll ever pay a subscription fee for a mmorpg again uh because i don't have the kind of time to play them you know at least consistent time you know guild That's wars true. is great because i can if i have a lot of time i can play it a lot for a couple months and if i don't have time i don't have to worry about canceling a subscription or you know and Renewing you never a subscription right exactly and you never know like i could all of a sudden have two weeks where i really have nothing going on and can play a lot but that other two weeks you know i i don't need it so mm-hmm. i i just can't see myself paying to especially 15 dollars a month i think that's a bit a much i'll probably end up getting it once it goes free to play yeah We'll we'll have to see what happens, but I yeah. I can't see myself buying it Same at this here. point. I mean, I'm I want, curious. I wanted to get it too. I'm curious. I'm I'm mostly curious because it's going to be on a console. That's what that's what's the most interesting to me. But so is going to you know Final Fantasy 14 is going to be on console. Planet Side Two is going to be on the PS4. So I just want a MMORPG that I can play casually and not feel like a newbie. Yeah. I'm with you. you know? yeah. Where I don't have to sink an infinite amount of time into it to be able to enjoy it. Yeah. I understand. You still will always be a newbie, though, to somebody. Yeah. No matter how well, much I'm time always you play. a newbie. Well, no matter how much time anyone plays, there's still someone that's out there that's played more than them and is better than them, you know? Noob. The only game I don't feel like a newbie in is NHL. <laughs> I feel like a newbie in, in, in pretty much every game I play, but I never play anything really long enough to get very good at it. It's like my normal life. Video <laughs> games are kind of a microcosm for my normal life. Jack of all trades, master of none. Exactly. Master of none being key there. I was explaining to my friends that that's what Mirtha, yeah. the Mirthas are. Yep. <laughs> Hence my, you know, my car repairs and computer repairs and house repairs and interest in history and sports and you know it's all at a very low level but it's a lot of different things (laughs) exactly so like hey can you do this well kind of a little bit (laughs) a little bit okay uh let's see move on to the rest of jake's oh favorite uh favorite abilities in in uh saints row 4 freeze freeze I'm a big fan of the freeze too. I've been using freeze and the baseball bat a lot. That's a great combo, um, right? Yeah, because you you shatter them with the baseball bat. Because I've been running out of ammo, and because you're not on the ground as much, I don't 
think to stop at the ammo stores and pick up more ammo, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I don't drive around. I think I do drive more than a lot of other people, though, because I like to get at my gang of homies. And the easiest way to transport them is by having a car. So I think uh-huh. I do more driving than most people do uh, in Saints Row 4. But, I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of the freeze baseball bat combo because even if you don't, you know, hit the guys when they're frozen, if you hit them with the baseball bat, they go flying <laughs> because you're super strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, Homies <coughs> yeah. are key. Yeah. I just got the the blast ability, though, and I, I, I think I can see a lot of awesome use for that, too. So definitely Corey. Uh, well, considering I only have freeze. Oh no, I got the flame one. What's it called? Blaze. 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 Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. I got that one too. Uh, I don't think I've used it yet, though. I've only ever used freeze. Is there three of them? There's three unless of the, you, three of the elements for that. Yeah, lightning is one of them too. Unless you count the passive uh, running and jumping, I do like the gliding. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. I got I, that's pretty. I don't. I I spend all my. Uh, data clusters on the traversal ones the running and jumping yeah me too and same with it same with uh the the regular skill tree i always put it into the bonuses mm-hmm. get more money and experience yeah I, that was the first thing i spend my money on too because that's that's you know that'll make you level up faster and pay get div- more money pays faster. dividends yep okay uh oh yeah do, do you guys you guys neither you guys drive very much right no Hardly in a car. Uh, I still drive only because my stamina goes down too fast. If something's really far away, I'll just get in a fast car and just drive there. Okay. Because so I know my stamina will go down at out. least twice and I'll have to recharge. Okay. Uh, Plus, sometimes it's just fun to cruise and listen to music. Yeah. Uh, th- did anyone use the America gun? I almost did, but I forgot to yeah. use it. I, equip ha- it. I haven't gotten it yet. I, I have the dubstep gun that I've been using, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is really funny. Uh, I but when we were playing together, you were using that. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. I broke it out when, when me and Corey were playing together to <laughs> show them what the dubstep gun was all about. But, yeah, I haven't used America yet. I'll have to, I'll have to give that a try. Same thing with the flamethrower. I've been meaning to give that one a try, too. Sweet. Sweetness. Um, you also get, like, a jet. That's a uh, in the shape of a bald eagle. That was from uh, pre. You get that for pre-ordering, I think. Yeah, you get all that from pre-ordering yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, uh, there's that uh, machine gun, and then yeah, fancy football. I'm looking forward to that starting. We won't we won't talk too much about it, but I'm really looking forward to it. I have like three fancy football leagues that I'm doing this year, and Dang. And, and two hockey. So, I got a lot of fancy sports. <laughs> That's a lot going on. Okay. Uh, do we want to? Does anyone else have anything to talk about for roundtable? I don't think so. I don't have anything. I know. Uh, I had one I wanted to talk about, but I can say mine. What mine? I was gonna bring it up, but Eric's not here, and I want to give you guys time a little, like, to think. Okay. Um. So we did the Super Smash Brothers, the new one. Like, what characters we thought from the old one would be in. Uh-huh. Um. But now, for my next roundtable, I wanted to be which characters do you want to see in? Okay. And I have two right now. I didn't get to think about it as that, much as I wanted. That might not be in it. Yeah, just character like a wish list character list that you that you would like if you saw in there. You'd be like that'd be awesome. Okay, so, I like that. Even if it's not necessarily Nintendo related. Um, Johnny Gat. I'm Johnny Gat. I mean, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That you could go off the, with that. Yeah, if you want to do that. Yeah. Okay. I went with Nintendo. So far, only Nintendo characters. Nintendo-ish. But yeah. Okay. 
So yeah, I'll remind you guys before the next week's episode because we'll yeah. probably all forget. We'll talk about that next week. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. That everything then? Corey? That's all she wrote. Good. Okay. Well, that'll do it for episode 109 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. Bye!